there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics at the Cross. The greatest streamers you have never heard of. The greatest streamers you have never heard either, apparently, after the technical issues we've been having. And the greatest streamers that I will never hear again because Cross just blew my ears out. So, there we go. I'm excited! <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me, Nitro? Yeah, can you hear me? I just turned the volume down on the headphones. I had it way up. That's my can fault. That's totally my fault. Got some cross SMR here. Hello. Yeah, we're just gonna get right on the mic. A little bit of the mic tapping. There we go. You blew mine out as well. <laughs> You'll be oh, fine. Man. You don't need your eardrums. Who needs eardrums? Oh man. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today, Cross, along with my co-host and partner in crime, Nitro. Hi guys. How's it going? <laughs> We did say all this before, but nobody heard us, so I feel like since I'm going to like be cutting this to put it up on our social media stuff, and I should probably like redo the intro, so. Yeah. Thank you all for everyone coming in to join us today. We are here, we are live with the newest episode of our podcast. We are going to be talking all things Zack Snyder's Justice League. Let's do this. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen this, there will be 100% spoilers. We are going fully into this. We have literally got a couple of things to mention beforehand, and then Batman we're, dies. We're diving in. I'm sorry, I, I just had to say it. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's why Robert Pattinson's coming in. You know, it's like Batman actually dies in the original cut. Um, <laughs> at least you didn't spend hours installing a game only for it to be ready for your stream. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, Locke over in Dosa Nerakuman last night wanted to play Gears of War Five, and apparently it hadn't loaded, so he started playing another game, and by the time it actually loaded, it was the end of his stream. So, oh, no. uh, J. Duran Art is in the house. Release the audio. <laughs> Here, J. I, I've got to do a shout out for J. Durant. Oh yeah, absolutely. J. Duran, absolutely. I've got to do a little bit of shout out. So those of you who are not in our Discord, uh, you really need to get on that. Yeah, like, you're missing. What are you doing with your life? You're absolutely missing out, man. I'm. I'm gonna gender you, and I apologize if this is incorrect, but Mr. J. Duran. Mrs. J. Dern, or however you want to do it, has been posting colored versions of inks from comics, from comic panels, on our Discord channel, Share Your Artwork specific channel. And I am not exaggerating when I say that he could legitimately be a professional book colorist. He's yeah. phenomenal. It's legit like some of the best coloring I've seen. Oh, it's really good. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean that um, the Scarlet Witch one that he posted recently on our Discord was a beautiful. Absolutely loved that piece. Uh, we start that hashtag now, and in two years we'll get the uncut audio from this. <laughs> Release the audio cut. All right, guys. So I do have a couple of things just to mention before we dive into our full talk for today. First of all, shout out to our amazing sponsors who are sitting above us here, one above Nitro, one above myself, Gamer Grind Co., the number one coffee for gamers alongside um, the coldest water. Let me put our sponsor links in there. You can click that link for Gamer Grind and use Comics in the Cross at checkout, save yourself 5%, get yourself some amazing coffee, which I am enjoying their Headshot Coffee today out of my brand new coldest water travel mug. Nice. Which came in... Actually, fairly quickly, by the way, shout out to Coldest Water. I ordered this stuff like a few days ago and it came like that. I was not expecting it this quickly. I was not expecting it for this stream. Looks really hefty. Really hefty. This is still warm. I poured this like ages ago, like at least a good hour ago, and it's still warm. <laughs> That's awesome. Looks like you could throw that against a wall and it wouldn't even dent. Yeah. And then, of course, also, I got the 
coldest water. Yes, the 32 ounce water bottle. I mean, listen to that. Nice. This thing is solid, man. This is like insulated hard. Only, only one thing to them is the fact of like I didn't order this color. I ordered the black with the blue writing, and mm-hmm. um, so that it would pop out more when I held it up on stream and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of like what the logo is above me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sent just the the stealth model, which is a complete black one. Yeah. Probably grabbed the wrong one. Not an issue. It's a, it's the right product. It's a thirty two ounce like um, water bottle I wanted, and it still does its job. So I'm not totally complaining about that. Um, otherwise I'd have reached out to them but it's well worth picking up you can use our link to go ahead and pick up um, some of those for yourself to pick up um, some of the coldest water products the last water bottle you will ever need um, and it kicks a little bit of money back to us which was kind of fun buying it with my own thing because it meant actually some of that money ended up coming back to us which was kind of yeah, fun that's sweet hey CV is in the house I know you guys already discussed it but I'm catching up in the end of WandaVision Oh yeah, how far are you into One Division, Stevie? Uh, it's absolutely awesome show. I yeah, I, I love it. Having completed it and talked about it on here, like it's uh, last two episodes are pretty memorable. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, yeah, I think last three episodes. Yeah, it's all about to kick off. Like it kicks off like at episode three into like this is what's really going on, and then it all just goes boom into this madness, and it's so good. Yeah. Such a good show. It goes I mean, bananas. I. I, I got to give top props to Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany on that show. They were phenomenal. Oh, I meant to do this as well, by the way. Shout out to Dose of Nerd Acumen, who actually dropped us a follow while we were on our um, starting screen. Nice. So thank you. I know Locke had followed us on his own account, but thank you for following us in Dose of Nerd Acumen as well. Let me give them a shout out. Go ahead and show Dose of Nerd Acumen some love. Click on that link and give him a follow. Locke, who is in chat, um, is actually part of Dose of Nerd Acumen. He was streaming there last night playing Tetris 99, that competitive Tetris gaming, and managed to get three wins during that. Like, watching this man do this, like, I have never been able to play Tetris any close to that level in my life. Um, It was awesome. And then watched him beat up his son at Smash Brothers, which was, you know. Nice. Hey, Jay Sanchez in the house. How is it going, brother? Good to see you. And let me give CV a shout out as well since she is here. Both Locke, by the way, and CV are going to be involved in our 12 hour stream, which I'm going to talk about next. Nice. So let me throw that up there. Our first number one's on stream, and the first one was my first match. It was Wild Night last night. Hey, Queen, 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 Queen Gamington. Queen Gamington, <laughs> even. I don't even know what. <laughs> wow. You need to stop talking. Yeah, that just that went all. Oh, that went all so sorts of. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm, I'm, done. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Again, just gonna hold the mic up here and continue yeah. with the Queen show. Queen Gamington, welcome and good to see you here. Um, but yeah, massive shout out for our 12-hour stream that's going to be taking place. Uh, it's going to be taking place April 25th, which counting up today is five weeks away. That's nice. Five weeks, which is scary when you say it like that. <clears throat> we are going to be looking to raise funds for Taka, the autism community, in action. Mm-hmm. Um, who help people with autism and families who have family members being diagnosed with autism. Um, co-op Trio in the house as well. They are going to be part, all three of members of the Co-op Trio are going to be helping us out on that stream as well. So massive shout out to them. I will say the mustache is uh, growing in quite nicely, uh, if I have to say so Good. myself. Just saying. 
Good. I want to. Yeah. I want you to like film and have the phone up like what you're shaving and get. Oh, I'll shave it on stream. I'm I'm shaving it on stream. Yeah. So. See, I'm yeah. see, I'm not. I'm gonna say this right now because like I'm doing my hair dyeing thing. I'm not doing it on stream because I'm actually gonna go. I'll see if I can video it. Uh, but I'm gonna go. Is, if you if you guys you guys have to step up. Oh yeah, you have to hit at least halfway mark. We're trying to raise one thousand dollars for Taka. And uh, what we're talking about with these ones are you have to hit at least the halfway mark of five hundred dollars towards Taka. Nitro's gonna shave off that gorgeous beard and be left with a Tom Selleck bushy mustache on his I mean, upper again, lip. This is a this is a beautiful mustache that I have. And remember he's so got far. he's got five more weeks until the show. That that can come I mean, in a lot really thick by then. Lord knows um, what it's gonna look like in five weeks. It's just gonna be even that much more gorgeous. And I am gonna be dyeing my hair. I have given this shout out. Hey, Neo Spider 0129 what coming in with that sub. You Neo Spider. Thank you so much. You are now part of the Stan clan. I can never Everybody work out. Spam your Stan emotes. Get those Stan Lee please. heads in the chat if you are part of the Stan clan. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of our subs who are willing to pay money to stick around and watch us. <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> Crazy people, but yes. Um, but yeah, so I've thrown it out to the comic clan community to pick the hair colour that I'm going for. I went red, green, blue, or pink. Right now, blue and pink seem to be the back and forth. If you don't do it pink, I mean, what are, what are, what are we doing? Well, they need to vote for pink. Like, I'm did, literally what, whatever whatever one has got the most votes, I will legitimately do it. And I'm not just doing like a little at home dyeing my hair. I'm literally going to go to the hairdresser, so I can't do it on stream. But I'm going to literally go to the hairdresser, literally get my hair bleached and get it dyed bright, whatever <laughs> color picks. I'm going to I'm 100 going to go all for it. So like, you want that to happen? You want to see what I do and get me right now? I think it's pinks in the lead. Blue is pulling it back, but right now pink is in the lead. If you want to see bright pink hair, first of all, go vote for it. Um, second of all, you have to help us raise $500, and I will 100% go ahead and do that. I am going to full-blown dye my hair. I have never dyed my hair that badly. I have had red hair dye on top of my brown. I have had uh, blonde put through it as well at different stages, but I have never gone full-blown, just everything dyed. That's going to be a first time I've done this, so... You want to help make that happen? We're raising funds. That's how you do it. Also, the big announcement. I've got a bunch of people, a bunch of them here in chat with us who are going to be part of helping us with that fundraising. And there's a trivia contest. I'm putting together a bunch of questions. But the big thing so far has been, uh, well, why are they competing? You know, apart from to raise funds. The winning team will be exempt from the forfeit that I have come up with. I came up with it actually earlier today I came up with it and I, I'm pretty proud of this because if you if you look in our channel points there's a new channel point redemption I put in there a couple of weeks ago of you can make me read something on stream in my beautiful Scottish accent and that got me thinking what's one of the most famous Scottish things especially here in America that everyone knows is the movie Braveheart yeah. it's always mentioned it's always brought up regardless of the fact it's like a 30 year old movie now there's a very famous speech in that from William Wallace. And for all of you lovely people, I'm going to read it out on stream so you get to hear it in the Scottish accent. I'm going to do it right now. But the two losing teams will have to record themselves, each member solo recording themselves, doing that speech in their best Scottish accent. 
and post it to social media and tag us or send it to us so that we can post it. Bear in mind that right now there are three teams of three that will be competing, which means there'll be six people needing to do this. And I know how much these people love doing a Scottish accent. You all love my Scottish accent, so I want to hear yours. All right, does it, everyone want to hear what it's meant to sound like in a Scottish accent? Because you all love hearing me read stuff, so. Here's the speech. This is the famous speech right before the Battle of Non-Stirling Bridge. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here, in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Goosebumps. Will you fight? Aye. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Dude, I got goosebumps you just reading that. That's going to be fun. There you go. Someone in chat clip. Someone in chat clip that. Someone in chat clip that. That was good stuff. I know it was good stuff. Someone clip that was it. good. Um, I, I got the goosies. So, the losing teams are going to have to recreate that and post it on social media. So that's what you're competing to not have to do. Because whenever I get anyone to do a Scottish accent, they all get nervous. No, no, I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, if you lose this, 100%, you're doing it. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Let's do it. So, that's it. That's what the competition is for the trivia now. So, throwing that out there. All right. So, before we delve into some Justice League talk, there was another awesome piece of um, superhero property dropped this week that everyone was excited for. We got episode one of Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we're not going to be reviewing that in any way today. We'll probably do as we did with One Division. We'll probably wait about halfway through the series. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably, you know, um, talk about it then, do a halfway review, and then do a full season review. Uh, but just initial thoughts, episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, what were your thoughts, Nitro? I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers, but my initial reaction was, meh. I'm sorry. I didn't, I mean, I, I guess I'm comparing it with uh, WandaVision, and I feel like a WandaVision immediately hooked me in. Yeah. And I, I didn't get the same type of thing with with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will say the one thing that I did like was I, they've turned Falcon, not that he wasn't before, but they've turned him into just an awesome hero. Like he was wrecking a shop. Um yeah, so I don't I don't know. I'll be interested to see where it goes. Right now I'm kind of mm, it's okay. Yeah, see that's the interesting thing cuz like both you and I were pretty hooked with one division. Like I think part of it because we knew there was it was going to go somewhere. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we had no idea it was going there. But yeah. um but a lot of people actually had the opposite reaction. A lot of people had your reaction to One Division's first and second episode when they dropped, mm-hmm. but like, oh I don't really know if this is for me. Yeah. So I'm intrigued the fact of like if that's going to be turned around going forward. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be honest though, I like I fairly enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for the most part. Like I, I'm giving it complete kind of benefit of the doubt right now. It is definitely an episode one. Yeah. Um, and when you're doing it week by week, it's like 
you do need to let it build so nothing phenomenal happened yeah but there was a good bit of character development in it as I well. I mean, I, I thought the, the air fight with Batrock was Batrock or whatever it was. Yeah, awesome. Batrock the Leaper. That whole thing was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Seal, for that <laughs> clip. That is awesome. Make sure you post that in our Discord as well, Seal, for everyone. If you can, that'd be awesome. That's man. awesome. <laughs> um, that was an awesome air fight. Like, I will give Falcon that. Like, that fight was phenomenal. Like, they did really well making him kind of like a, you know, a badass hero. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, see, after that, I couldn't care less about Falcon. The whole story with his family and the stuff with the bank and all that stuff. Like I, I was so bored during that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like it, that's why I was like, I was I so. Mean, I get, but was at the like, same eh. time, though, in the same breath, though, I really enjoyed Bucky's story. I really enjoyed like him having to try and make amends and dealing with yeah. the deep past of like being the Winter Soldier and how do you live now. Mm-hmm. like and how do you live for yourself in that life and the fact of him confronting that i'm like that that intrigued me that was for me that was a story that was was on par with yeah. one division because yeah. it because it was hooking me but it wasn't a a big action marvel thing that you usually expect yeah, yeah. it was this personal hard-hitting story and i'm like i was hooked with that i mean even the villains you get a good look at the villains and whatever um, baron zemo's up to and it's like i'm intrigued to see where this goes and like how they build him up as well literally i was like i'm intrigued with everything about this show except for falcon yeah (laughs) nothing against anthony mackie he's an amazing actor he's a phenomenal actor but like i've never felt falcon like in the mcu as a leading man and i feel like this show is heavily going to focus more towards him than bucky Mm -hmm. and i'm like i agree and I like I don't see him as the lead. Hey Isaac, coming in with that resub there. What up, homie? Uh, resubbed for seven months in a row, and throwing in those hypes and stanimos. Thank you so much, Isaac. Isaac, of course, a good friend of the channel. Excuse me, and another one that's going to be involved in our twelve-hour stream. Um, but I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where Falcon and Winter Soldier goes. I think yeah. once once Zemo comes into the picture and they kind of have to start working together, I think it's going to get a lot more interesting. But I think like having them separate right now, it's just it's not pulling me in like WandaVision did. Yeah, definitely not pulling me in like that um, in that same way. But I'm intrigued to see with it. Uh, can't stick around, boys. Haven't finished Justice League yet, but I'll be lurking. No problem, Isaac. Absolutely appreciate it, brother. Um, but I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where the show goes. I'm intrigued to see what happens. We got a reveal of like the new Captain America, U.S. agent, um, from the comics at the very end. So I'm intrigued to see what they do with him. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of intrigue there. Like, and I think mm-hmm. if if it builds anything like WandaVision done, I think we're building to something awesome. Yeah, and I have a feeling this show it has the potential to have just have a ton of easter eggs and a ton of connection to to deep in the marvel universe yeah this has got potentially do a lot of stuff on it so like i'm i'm excited for it and but definitely but definitely like but definitely yeah like that the first episode it wasn't massively gripping yeah i'm actually really pumped for loki to be quite honest yeah that's getting a lot of hype now i'm definitely excited was it june that's coming out now and you released a poster for it and stuff so i'm like yeah it's probably going to be like wandavision was was with falcon soldier falcon and winter soldier you know wandavision ended and then like two weeks later the first you know the first episode of wanda shoot falcon and winter soldier that gone it i'll get it eventually (laughs) all right let's move on to our actual main topic for the day before nitro gets any more confused um we, of course, are going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League that dropped on HBO Max this Thursday. 
um four hour movie in five minutes <laughs> so from this point on we are 100 percent going into spoilers we're going to be discussing every part of the movie our thoughts batman on it dies. yeah batman dies sorry you know all batman fans out there but we are going full spoilers and we're going fully out into this so if you do not want to be spoiled and it's just like isaac is dipping out we'd appreciate it if you kept the window open and lurked with us we appreciate yeah. all the views and lurks like that and um, mm-hmm. but if you do not want to be spoiled this is not the this the show for you <laughs> until you've seen it yeah all right see you spider thanks for popping in if you want to throw us a lurk that'd be fantastic yeah if you're able to spoilers i'm out dang wasn't half the crowd here <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, this was the only thing we can do. I know it's only been out for like three days, but like, and that's I... why we're prefacing, prefacing, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But most of you, if not all of you, have seen Justice League, so you know the overall plot. But most, most of you have seen Justice League, so you've not seen this movie. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> There's like two scenes that are literally. So realistically, <laughs> how much of the original Justice League do you think comprises this movie? How much do you think of this movie is what percentage is the old Justice League, would you say? I don't know if I can go percentage, because like, it's definitely a small percent, because... Thank you, Seal. <laughs> um, it's definitely not a lot, because, I mean, the last... It's like double the length of the previous movie as it is. Yeah, yeah. Untouched? None of it. Even the things that yeah. have even the things that have been brought over have had mm-hmm. something done to them, whether it's changed yeah. dialogue, changed colouring, changed whatever. Uh, Overall though, there's maybe two or three scenes. I was gonna say maybe like, 15%. Like, like shot for shot, there's like maybe two or three scenes that are yeah. just the scenes are definitely replicated, like for example, like Batman going to get Aquaman, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like but not a single shot is the same one they used from the previous movie. It's all different yeah. shots, all yeah. different setups, all different talking points. So, so this I, is legit like a completely different movie. It's almost like a totally same different plot, movie. But a completely different movie, basically. Yeah. Trust me, like look, if you didn't like the original Justice League, that that doesn't have a bearing on this. It's it's yeah. like watching a totally different movie. Alright, so first thoughts, cross, overall, what did you think? Overall. Okay, oh, you're throwing it to me for this one. Yeah, because you always throw it to me, so I feel like I need to change it up. So you're changing it up. trying to be a good co-host. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. It's di- 100% it's better than the first one. It's, oh, better, no it's better than the theatrical release. That's 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 not even a question. Like, I mean, you would have had to have gone out of your way to make it as bad if, or worse than the other one. Um, so just off the bat, like we don't open with a CGI Superman that looks horrific. That alone makes it a better movie than anything else. Although there is um, one scene, there is one scene where I think they still used the CGI lip Superman, but they fixed it. But I yeah. can still tell. A yeah, bit, that the, it wasn't nearly as bad as the. Well, we talked about it a lot. We were see try not to do this like it's a pre-show thing because we didn't want to do a pre-show because it was a big topic. But oh, we had like a pre-show. We, we couldn't shut up about it. We had to yeah, literally stop ourselves because we were just diving into all the stuff in this. Um, but overall thoughts, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was, it's one of the better DCEU movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said to you I would rank it maybe about a 7, 7.5. Yeah, and I ranked um, it about an 8. I, I, I don't get where all these people are coming from that are like it's the best. Like, DCEU movie? Possibly. People are saying it's the best comic book movie out there. You're freaking nuts. Yeah, you're nuts. 
not even. I can name. <clears throat> I can name five right off the bat that are better than that. Yeah, it's like it's 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 not even close to the best comic book movie. Like there are so many better ones out there. There's arguably better ones than DCEU, depending on your opinion on other DCEU movies. Um. Hey, hey Yankee Benny. Benny in the house. How is it going, Ooh, brother? The originator of the hype train. Yeah, man, yeah. Good to see you, Yankee. How are you doing? Yankee is a friend of ours who has been popping in. I feel like I need to put a hype train something in there. There we go. Oh. <laughs> hype. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like overall, I enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. I don't get where people are coming with the 10 out of 10s and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it's definitely not a perfect movie. There's definitely issues with it. Yeah. There's definitely stuff... Um, there's definitely stuff, I even said it to you, there's stuff that people went, oh, that's a Joss Whedon thing here in the Justice League by putting that in it, and it wasn't him, because apparently mm -hmm. Zack Snyder either put it in or kept it, so mm -hmm. he's just as bad. Some of those things, I'm kind of like, wow, you, you, that was you, okay. <laughs> we can't blame Joss Whedon for that one. Still said he got a Justice League trailer when joining the stream. I totally did too, man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. I'm kind of glad for that because it's the first time in a long time like that stuff actually works in our benefit. I know, right? Like a Justice League trailer, we're talking about it. I'm like, good! Finally right. got a trailer that links to what we're talking about. Alright, so I guess from my perspective, I think you and I are kind of on the same page. I don't get where people are saying this is the greatest comic book movie or greatest film experience they've ever had in their <laughs> life. I didn't even I know there was understand. a new movie. Yeah, for anyone, <laughs> Seal, Seal's not like big up on a lot of the geek culture stuff. He doesn't keep up with like the Marvel movies much and the DC movies much. He's a phenomenal guy, brilliant moderator. Don't think I've even shouted him out yet. Shout out our moderator, Seal. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like Justice League was a surprise for him. But, um, so... I, I think you and I are on the same wavelength with this. I would probably give it an 8. Mm. Maybe a 7.8 out of 10. Like, I don't want to give it a 7.5, but I can't give it an 8.5 because there's, there's still some issues with it. Like, I think for me, being like... I love Zack Snyder's visuals in his movies, but I mm. think visual visually... From a visual standpoint, I think the movie is inconsistent. Like, there's inconsistent visual tones throughout the four hours. And it, it took me out of it a little bit. Like, you can, like, visibly see there, like, you can visibly see Ben Affleck lose and gain weight throughout the movie. It's, um, <laughs> I, and, and, like, I, I'm, okay setting, I'm okay setting aside, like, a, a little bit of disbelief. Obviously, we're talking about people with superpowers. I get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay setting that aside. But it's still, like, visually, it, can, it takes me out of the movie a little bit. But I will say it's worlds better than Justice League. Um... I, I feel like it dragged a little bit, and you. I think you and I yeah. kind of talked about this. It definitely yeah, we dragged. talked about that a little. It was, yeah, it was definitely a drag. An hour and a half, maybe. I think it was because I remember I talked to you before I saw it, and you were like, "Dude, the first two hours." <laughs> yeah, because like I talked to you, and I, I think it was just after I watched it, I sent you a Marco Polo, and I said like, like legitimately the first like because I, I watched it in two parts, so I watched like about roughly the first two hours up to mm -hmm. about the end of part three because it's, it's broken up into parts. So I think I watched up to the end of part three, like the first day, and then I watched from parts four to six. And I was like, and I said it to you, and I was like, dude, this is it's like, it's like a different movie practically. Like the first half is like, is so slow and takes its time, and then the second half, um, the second half is um, it picks up so much more. Yeah, I think one of the main issues that Justice League had was right off the bat you had three mother boxes that really weren't explained that well like mm. what the heck is the mother box 
and they immediately got taken, which was Steppenwolf's plan to take. But I think what this movie did really well was kind of explain the mythos behind the mother boxes. Oh yeah. And, like, show how difficult it was for Steppenwolf to obtain those. Like, I think that's the thing. It took a long time for him to obtain them. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Don't get us wrong. Like, the first half of this movie, it, it is definitely a very slow burn. It's not a, It's not bad. It's just... Like, it's, defi- it's definitely a slow burn, especially for the first half. I mean, we talked about it, and, like, I honestly think they could have cut a good hour out of this movie. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Easily, it could have been down to three hours. Or split it into two movies, like you and I were talking. Yeah, about. or split into two movies. Like yeah. I mean, but there's like there's at least about an hour you could have maybe trimmed here, um. Mm-hmm. But this, but that doesn't mean the first half is without merit. The first half gives us a lot of backstory. Yeah, like that's especially with the mother boxes, which is like good. That's the purpose of the movie. Well, like, and I think one of the one of the things that this movie adds right off the bat was how did the, how did Steppenwolf even know that the mother boxes were here? And it shows how the death of Superman, because it picks up literally right at the end of Batman versus Superman. So it shows how the death of Superman, like basically, sent out this alert that says, "Hey, Earth is unguarded." Yeah, well, that's and, it. Because like, it sets up the whole thing of like that. Well, Dark Side and his crew know the mother boxes are there. They left them there, and he wanted to go back, but they've never came back for them because Earth was protected. Mm-hmm. Most recently, by Superman being there because they had a Kryptonian, and then mm-hmm. Superman dies. And it's like, okay, now, and it's like, all of this stuff is explained. All this stuff that was kind of mentioned, maybe possibly, mm-hmm. but glossed over in the theatrical yeah. cut. It definitely delves more into that backstory, and we get yeah. so much more on that. Those Locke, are things. Is that you? Is is Locke dose of accurate nerd acumen? Yeah, that's Locke. He's okay. on the other count. Locke, I think when when you're dealing with extremes like that, when people are talking about this is the best thing ever, or this is this is awful. It's normally the truth is right in the middle somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Clark and I heard it, to kind of bring the truth to you guys. Yeah, like, honestly, I think it's, I would 100% say it's a worthwhile seeing movie. Oh, absolutely. Just be prepared for what you're getting in for. It's not the best thing ever. Like, if you go in expecting, oh, this is better than Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. No, it's not no, because no. you can't top something that, first of all, is that visually stunning and great, greatly written, and second of all, has got, like, a, you know, an over 10 year build up of story that you're invested in that's where I think you know DC's had its trouble and we've talked about that on the channel before like they try to get people invested in something without giving us a reason to be invested Um, but in this one it's like yeah 100% I think the best things that they do is they expand on stuff like that the backstory expanding on Steppenwolf they made Steppenwolf a worthwhile Dude, villain he was like actually scary See this. that picture I posted on social media, by yeah. the way, like of Steppenwolf from the Joss, the Justice League one, compared to like the new one. It's like night and day. Yeah, yeah. Like I he feel like brutal, I feel like the like... new. It's like I feel like the first like Steppenwolf is something that the second one would eat as an appetizer. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I'm like it's... one. One of the things that I really liked with this movie was that they kind of took the rating off of it and they made it. They made it. I mean, it was rated R, but they let the brutalness of. What would actually happen if that dude swung an axe at a horse or whatever? They yeah, like, like, the, like it, the fights it were brutal. Out. That was one thing as well. Like the first half, that was probably one of the things that definitely made sure it was it was a good high mark of I was going to give this movie. Was throughout the movie, the action scenes are phenomenal. Oh, the, the actions are amazing. Like watching the, the fight scene, scenes. Are... So, so they do a flashback to when uh, Darkseid first invaded Earth. I'm sorry, that... I just got the picture of that fight scene of freaking Zeus in that movie. Who looks like? Guess what movie is done by Zack Snyder? Three hundred. 
Oh yeah, it did look like. Guess what? This looks like. It looks like Leonidas from 300. Dude, I did get I did get <laughs> hardcore 300 vibes from this movie though, especially when they oh, were yeah. they missed Kira. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, the battle scene where Darkseid first comes to Earth like thousands of years ago or whenever he invaded, and all the armies yeah. of all the world are like fighting the Parademons, dude. And then you have Zeus and Ares, and you have the Green Lanterns, and you have the the freaking Atlanteans, dude. It's awesome. It's one of the coolest battle scenes like outside of Lord of the Rings that I've wow yeah yeah and Locke's saying there as well that um that's something that they find the movies kind of tend to go away from is the more brutal stuff that's actually in the comics and i'm like yeah i will say that for justice league it doesn't hold back it goes full-on brutality you're talking this steppenwolf is legit cutting ripping people in half and yeah like i mean it's in one of the trailers you get a glimpse of it like when he axes that amazon it's on the horse and that one trailer and i'm like oh yeah like she's cutting half and gone like yeah yeah like that's pretty much as brutal as the rest of it goes like it lets loose on all this stuff and that's awesome like that fight yeah, I mean, scene is amazing yeah. and you know like well, that fight the, and then the numbers like mm. it doesn't hold back from them either like oh no like the wonder final woman, wonder woman murders people like she kills people in this movie <laughs> oh yeah like the like the like opening humans. fight the opening fight stuff has definitely got elements of that like she definitely kills yeah. people in that bank robbery oh yeah no um but like even the fight scenes of like the when they're trying to save the people and then especially the final fight like the justice oh, yeah. league are allowed to just let rip and it's so good yeah. it's, it's um, really really good can i take a moment as well since we've talked about steppenwolf to just for how little he's on screen mm-hmm. how good dark side is dude i love dark side in this movie do you know what as well i was like i i'm not even sure if i like the design of him when i first saw the trailer and then i watched the movie and i realized the design of him was the thing that Steppenwolf is putting the mother boxes into yeah, yeah, yeah. that morphs and I'm like so it's like this lava looking like metallic thing and like that's not what he looks like and then you actually see him in that fight of the past and then you see him right at the end and I'm like yeah. he just looks so menacing and so ominous and I'm like I want to see them fight him his design like, is I want phenomenal. to see him let loose I'm like it looks so good his they've recreated Darkseid from the and comics voice. his voice is like perfect yeah the guy what's the guy that plays him i completely forgot his name it's not uh josh just something porter something porter. Is it robert porter oh man i don't know i know syrian hines did steppenwolf i can't remember yeah but like whoever it is that plays dark side like his voice is perfect for it and um, i was so mad he wasn't in justice league at all yeah like they cut him ray porter ray porter ray so. porter that's it i knew it was an r um but like ray porter is dark side is amazing and look yeah they cut him out and i don't get why I don't get why. Like he wasn't even in it that much. He was in that flashback scene. He talks to Steppenwolf once, and then he appears at the end. He doesn't even he do anything. Five minutes. Of... Well, he's I take that back. Totally he, set up. He, I mean, in the, he maybe had five minutes of screen time, maybe in that four-hour movie. Um, and then Humor White saying, "What's up? How is it going, Humor? He is part of One Geek Four Eleven. Good friends of ours. Good to see you, brother." Um, and I am Red Sun coming in. Thank you for the follow as well. I am Red Sun. You followed us before we um, went live today. Welcome. So thank you so much. Um, I need that movie on the apocalypse. Or, yeah, the Nightmare World. At the end of this, like we're definitely going to get into talking about that a bit more. Like the Nightmare World, like where Dark Side is one. I I want to see more of that world, and I feel like if if we did get the Justice League Part Two, that would be a heavy part of it. Like I I'd, I'd be up for seeing more of that. So before we get into like the hey, get kid dad coming in with that lurk. We're working. Thank you so much. You stay breathtaking too, sir. Let me give a quick shout out to Good Kid Dad. He is a good friend and supporter of the channel. So go and drop him some love. 
So I think, um, all right. So before we get into the nitty gritty of this specific movie, do you think, based on the response from this movie, that Warner Brothers will do a second, uh, like, rethink about what their plans are for the future DCEU and maybe greenlit greenlight a sequel? <sighs> uh, let me ask a question. Do you think they will, one, and two, do you hope they will? I definitely hope they will. No, you're absolutely fine, Red Sun. Oh, so, Red Sun coming out. Don't worry about it, man. We do try to stay family friendly in the chat. So, but thank you for the apology for it. We appreciate it. But like, one hundred percent not held against you, brother. Yeah, it's all good, bro. And I'm assuming you're a guy as well because it's Red yeah. Sun. We say bro to everybody, so. Yeah, I say man, bro, dude. I mean <laughs> both genders. That's just the words that come out my mouth. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, even redeemed the worst Joker. Yeah, they uh, yeah, did. We're, we're get definitely that. getting into that one. I'm like, <laughs> he managed to redeem that Joker, which I'll be honest, I did not think was possible. Um, so I did see somebody online that was saying, before I saw the movie, they were like, they redeemed him. He's the best Joker I've seen on film. He's on par with Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill. And I was like, really? I was like, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see it. And I saw it. And I'm like, I'm going to have to disagree with you very strongly. Yeah, I have to. better than snyder than the uh i'm sorry than suicide squad but still not by no means my favorite why is i don't know why i don't know why that held that sorry about that red son it's like that's yeah, like definitely wouldn't give him... he's not he's not bad don't get me wrong definitely better than suicide yeah squad. he's he's or not best like i think i think i said it to you there's definitely channeling of some of heath ledger's joker you can see in some of the ways he his personality takes which isn't a bad thing i think he does it well Mm-hmm. I don't think it's on par or better. I think Heath Ledger's Joker is definitely still a better iteration. Mm-hmm. And you're not better than Mark Hamill's Joker. Mark Hamill's Joker is 100% like the... Oh, we have not interference. Sorry, I have a visitor. Hold on. <laughs> no worries, man. But yeah, I don't think it's, um, it's better than Mark Hamill's Joker. That could be the nostalgia goggles talking for me, chat, but um, I don't think it's better than that. But they did 100% redeem the Suicide Squad Joker. They did 100% redeem him, in my personal opinion. Um, it's like, the the one from Suicide Squad is a joke, and oh, it was cool. nice to see Jared Leto be able to stretch his his chops as Joker in this way. It was nice, I, because like it was nice to see that he could do it. So, the one thing that I like about... Oh yeah, Red Sun as well. I'm completely forgetting even like that. It's like, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, like best Joker you've ever seen. No. Have you seen Joker? Have you seen that movie? Joker is just phenomenal. No. All right. So, so one thing, one thing, I'll, one thing I'll say about the Joker that I really like is there's just there's he's there's an unstableness about you don't know what he's gonna say or do. Like there, there that element needs to be there. I think in Joker, you, you you don't know what he's gonna do, and I think he did that a little bit in Suicide Squad, but he was a little bit too put together in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like his hair was perfect. You know, he had the he. I don't know. There was just something about him. I, 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 I just, the way he portrayed him was awful. I'm not a fan of Gangster Joker. Like some people but, like that version. I'm like, no. But when when he was when at the end of the movie when he was talking to Batman, there was just that little bit of like this dude is off his rocker, but he wasn't going bonkers with it like he was in Suicide Squad. It was toned down and it was actually a bit different. He had morphed it a bit, and I thought he did a way better job. Yeah, and I am Red Sun. Absolutely, I definitely prefer Phoenix's Joker to Heath. Like I think. Joaquin Phoenix yeah, and Joker agree. movie, like, yeah, like I would, 
if there was some way to bring him into the DCEU to go forward, I would love to see that. I don't think it's possible, yeah. but... I love Jack Nicholson, kind of smallish. Jack Nicholson's Joker is great, but at the same time, I don't think it's Joker. I look at it and I'm like, that's just Jack Nicholson. I don't know. I kind of, I, I don't know. It has, well, I, it's been a while since I've seen it when I was a kid. Yeah, so maybe maybe I do need to rewatch it. I've not watched it in a long time, but yeah. I do look at stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's just... And a uh, massive shout-out, by the way, to Erect Dictator. I put a shout-out in chat for her. She is a good friend of the channel. been following her. She plays a lot of Apex as well on her channel. That's how I found her. She's absolutely awesome. Go and show her some love. Yeah, it's definitely Joker's mafia side. Um, I don't think there's enough of like the demented Joker in Jack Nicholson's version. It's not a bad take on it, um, but I think for me, Wicking Phoenix is definitely the best one. I agree. All right, so I want to pull it back. We're kind of like jumping about bit and bit yes. here. Um, <laughs> do we? <sighs> Let's go character by character. I was going to say, do we want to do character by character, or do we want to take like half and half? Uh, Caesar Romero Joker was the best Joker. Okay, right, so okay, seal. <laughs> the way that I, I took some notes, I don't, I didn't take a ton of notes, but the way that I had it brought up, uh, um, cut up was overall, which we kind of talked about, breakdown by character, and then kind of the visuals, the CGI type stuff. Okay. Because everybody pretty much, I, I don't, I don't want to assume, but I'm assuming everybody knows at least the high level plots of Justice League. Can we assume that, or should we go into that? Let's let's do a little thing just in case, because this okay. is going to be going out on our podcast channels and on our YouTube yeah, yeah. as well. So let's let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, right, Dictator. Of course we're doing a shout-out for you. Absolutely love you, sweetheart. Definitely. Go out and show it, right, Dictator, some love if you're not. I know it's seen Suicide Squad or Joker. Okay. I wouldn't worry about Suicide Squad. I would I would, I would, would watch it just so you can see what you never want to see again. <laughs> but I, I would 100% recommend. If you get HBO Max and you're seeing this, you'll have Joker anyway on it. Um, go see Joker sit and watch it like i mean the first time i watched it you were actually with me i watched it at your house and it's like and it was awesome yeah, yeah. i think that's the interesting thing red sun actually red sun's actually put a good kind of breakdown there and um, each joker is kind of each person that's ever played the joker takes it from a very different perspective mm-hmm. and it's like and plays them very differently which actually plays into the joker yeah because the joker is not one thing he's not you know, it's a whole. Th- it's a thing from Killing Joke. If I have a backstory, I want it to be multiple choice. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. different iterations of the Joker. They even tried to do that in the comics with three Jokers. We're not going to talk about that comic. It's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, watch Suicide Squad Locks so that you can see the the appreciation yeah. for yeah. what <laughs> what the Joker became. Um, but yeah, so let's do a bit of a breakdown for this. So this. This movie basically picks up after um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, Superman has died fighting Doomsday, and mm-hmm. um, Batman is still connected with Wonder Woman, and gotten a hold of a thing of like different people with powers that would become known as metahumans, and through dreams that he's had, where we see the Nightmare Universe, the future that we don't know, but it's a future that Dark Side's winning and destroying Earth, um, and Barry warning him about it. The Lois Lane is the key. We still don't quite know why. Um, and he's to bring together these super-powered individuals. Yeah. And we've seen Flash, we've seen Aquaman, Wonder Woman, who he's already with, and Cyborg. So he goes out to connect with these people. They do, they come together. You know, brief synopsis, they, he brings them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steppenwolf comes to Earth. We get a great backstory on Steppenwolf that he's actually basically been 
cast out from uh not that adam coming in with a gifted sub for batman benno thank you so much for that gifted sub not that adam i appreciate it and batman benno welcome to the stan clan appreciate it brother and so steppenwolf basically trying to get back in dark side's good graces comes to earth to get the mother boxes we find that these are things that Darkseid would use to demolish planets and basically turn them into versions of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then he would basically either slaughter the people or whoever survived enslave them and turn them into parademons. And that's where the parademons that work from come from. Alert still broke. Are you not getting the alert sound? You know, I'm going to look at it later. It's not worth it. They're, they're popping up on screen. So, I'm like I'm not worried. I saw, some of them. I saw some of them earlier. Yeah, I see them popping up, but apparently they're not making sounds. Mm. As long as they pop up in screen, as long as I can shout them out, well, yeah, I'll I'll look into that later. Um, but yeah, so like that's what Darkseid uses to demolish them. When Darkseid was blasted on Earth, he was chased off by the combination of the old gods, like we talked about, we've seen Zeus and Ares, by the Amazons, by the Atlanteans before they went underwater, by man, and mm-hmm. um, chased them away. And the Atlanteans, the Amazons, and men all took one of the boxes. Yeah. And um, to hide it, to keep it safe, so that it couldn't be used again. Can I just point out how, like, what... <laughs> so it showed each civilization hiding the box and, like, the links they go to to hide the box like the atlanteans i'm pretty sure I don't put it they put it underwater it's in this like fortress whatever and it's guarded and protected <laughs> by atlantean soldiers athemascura they put it in this domed fortress and again it's secured by all these uh like amazonians with spears and bow and arrows and then the men just dig a dig a hole and just dig a hole just dig a hole throw it in and cover it up <laughs> so funny dude it's like, I'm like yeah. yep, that's what we would do. That's yeah. it. Atlanteans and, and Amazons, like these massive like defense armies specifically to defend the box. <laughs> Human beings dig a hole. Oh, that was so funny. Throw I it in. I laughed last night when I watched that. Because I remembered it from the first one, but it was just this much pronounced. This much more pronounced than this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Steppenwolf comes to Earth with the hopes of getting that back. Getting the mother boxes, that's his try. He gets the one from the Amazons, basically lays waste to them lays waste to Atlantis as well and takes their box and the last one is the box of man which of course the Justice League have access to because that's part of what um, Victor Stone's father used to help bring him back to life and turn him into Cyborg which shout out, we'll get into it by the way a lot of backstory on Cyborg that was yeah. just left out of the last one and it was it was so appreciated to have it in there like it actually made me care about that character and I could care less about Cyborg in most media yeah. It actually yeah. made me care about Cyborg, and I'm like, good job, Zach, I'll give I, you that I really one. like what they did with Cyborg and Batman in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so, like, he's bringing these together, and then the interesting thing that came up that was never in the original, like, theatrical release to Justice League was apparently Steppenwolf finds out that the anti-life equation mm-hmm. is written on the surface of Earth yeah. And if they use the mother boxes to burn it down, it will finally give Darkseid the anti-life equation. Mm-hmm. Which I'd like to point out, he's been he's been talking directly to the planet Apocalypse this whole time. Yeah. Through a mediator, Darkseid has not addressed Steppenwolf in any shape or form. He's not even worth his time for that until really? he mentions the anti-life equation. 
Do you know, can you explain who they are so it's decide who is the old lady that showed up beside Darkseid? That's uh, Granny Goodness. Okay, got it. Not kidding, that's her actual name, <laughs> Granny Goodness. Yeah. I didn't grow up with Darkseid comics, I don't know a ton about Darkseid is actually, for all you like old school comic book fans, Darkseid <laughs> is actually a creation of the legend himself, Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. One half of the powerhouse that made most of Marvel. Yeah, he went over to DC to work, and he created the beings called the New Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those New Gods is Darkseid, the only uh-huh. New God that makes it over to main stage DC universe on a regular. Like some of the others have popped up, like Orion shows up sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, Darkseid's the only one that's made it over, like as a prominent thing. And his home planet is Apocalypse. It's basically hell. Yeah, he is king of Apocalypse, and then he kind of like Thanos is um, Black Order. Mm-hmm. Like dark side recruits people and brings them in. So like the sad is like one of his like right hand yes men. Yeah. You know, he's the well, I see somebody describe it online, he's basically the school the the kid in school that was a suck up to the teacher that would remind them they hadn't given you homework. Got it. You know, it's like he's that suck up. Granny goodness, she's the head of the Valkyries. Like the okay. fighting squad for um Dark Side. Which I still find aesthetically he even has one. He doesn't need them. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like untouchable. Um but yeah, so like his whole goal for anyone who doesn't know is the anti-life equation. That's a lot of people get pushed away with that because that just sounds like an out there concept. Like at least with Thanos, like going after the Infinity Stones, you get an idea that there's these different stones. They do something specific. Basically, what the anti-life equation is, it's this. It's literally a mathematical equation that would cause Darkseid to basically gain control of the universe it would basically wipe out free will or life in that way and give him control of like a mind wash over everything control of not just the universe but the multiverse Mm, okay so his whole goal his whole driving force is to find this and it's always been his driving force for that so that's the driving force that brings him on when steppenwolf mentions it there we get our first look at dark side like now non flashback. He appears on like the big thing that they're talking through. Excuse me, and basically challenges him and like, are you sure this is here? Yeah. Cause like he's got like I think they mentioned he's got like so many hundreds of other worlds that he has to conquer. Fifty thousand. Before yeah. he can come back home. <laughs> before he can get to come back home and like and when Darkseid finds out this is on Earth, he's like if you're right, you can come home. Yeah, like that's how big a deal this is. He's like, I, if if you've honestly found the anti-life equation for me, your debt's gone. Mm-hmm. So that starts the the hunt for the last mother box because it's not only to tear down Earth, which was the place where Darkseid lost last time, but it's also now to get the anti-life equation. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so everyone like did he starts to gather people, he gathers people like um, like Victor Stone's father and a bunch of different people who have had contact with the third mother box as they're trying to hunt it down because the thing's still not activated and mm-hmm. um, the others end up activating and that's how he finds them, so he's trying to find it so that's how they have their first clash with him really, and mm-hmm. they just like, basically come to the decision of if we are going to fight this guy, we need Superman Yeah. Um, Cyborg which for some reason didn't get to do this in the last movie actually gives a bit of an explanation of what the mother boxes actually do yes um, and it's basically like transposing matter like they can change things um, and yeah I think that the example that they use in the movie is says 
Like, if you have a match, you can turn a house into dust, but the mother box mm. can turn a dust into house into a house. Yeah, it can reverse the process. So yeah. the idea they've got is that this mother box has the energy mm-hmm. to basically, where it could kill people, it can also raise them. Yeah. And that's where we get them trying to raise Superman, who comes in, like, about the last hour of this. Yeah. Like, like three... three of the he is not in three-fourths of the movie. Yeah, like, three hours of this, there is no Superman pretty much the whole yeah. time. And then it becomes, like, raising Superman, bringing him back, the whole thing that they did before. Can I say how much I love that black suit? Dude, that thing looks so sweet. <sighs> See, I'm not that fussed on the black suit, I'll be honest. Like, he ends I up... love it, man. Because, I, I, for me, I guess for me... I grew up with the death of Superman comics. Like that was my introduction to Superman. So like having all of that, him versus Doomsday, him dying, coming back with the mullet and the black suit, that has like See, special place in my heart. I guess that's the thing. In the comics they gave a reason for why he had the black suit on, like when he first came back and then he ended up going back to his red and blue one anyway. Yeah. It was with this one it was like it was literally, don't get me wrong, it was fan service. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, absolutely. to give him the black no suit but it was definitely a point of like he even looks at his red and blue suit on the Kryptonian ship mm-hmm. and then he turns around and kind of smiles and then he like he puts that on and it's like so this one was just a case of oh that looks nice yeah and like, yeah, it was, I agree it was, they could have explained the reasoning behind it and they kind of show like it felt absorbing the sun's you know yeah like I, I felt like if he'd came back and somehow had that suit it would have made more sense mm-hmm. just I, I don't think it made sense in that scene just because at the point when he puts the suit on it's the moment where he's now got his memories back he knows who he is yeah and i feel like putting on the red and blue would have been like a return to form so that's, sort of that's thing so that, that's at least that's what i was thinking on it so that's why i was kind of like yeah it, was, it, it felt like it was more meant to be an easter egg that you just couldn't hey let's keep it yeah I was going to say, that's a question that I had. Like, I, I still feel, I still get kind of confused, like, when he comes back and he doesn't know anything. Like, he has, like, amnesia. I don't understand, I don't, I don't get that. There wasn't really a good explanation for why he can't remember anything. And that still kind of throws me off, the fact that he almost murdered the entire Justice League <clears throat> and they don't explain why. I, don't I think it's that. just a thing of, like, it's, I think it's meant to just be, like, a, one of those, like, things of when he comes back, like, his mind has to almost reset. Yeah. You know, like, wibbly wobbly sci-fi stuff <laughs> i'm like y'all could have done a way better like, job have have you that. have you ever raised someone from the dead how do you know that doesn't happen how do you know they don't have amnesia for you know i mean that's literally the kind of explanation they give of like that it's like that's just what happens yeah or don't I mean, worry like, don't worry you got over it he obviously remembers batman enough to want to murder him so he obviously remembers something like why is it like i, I don't know it's just it's not explained very well in my opinion why he does that Ed, I mean, it just automatically gets his memories back. Like, yeah, it's he, like it's just it's not. It out with yeah, exactly. Seal so wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. You know, it's like it's not explained simply because there's no way to honestly explain it. But we still have to have a cool scene where Superman fights the Justice League because it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's still one of the best bits in the movie for me. Even in, in the original, it was the best bit, and it's one of the best bits. And this is that moment where he's got Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg oh, on him. I, that's my favorite scene in the entire Flash movie. Flash running around the side, and that just that eye that looks well, to the it, side. Yeah, I think what makes it is Flash's reaction. He's like, like <laughs> <laughs> his reaction of like, wait, what? Like literally one of the best scenes in the movie I'm like how can an eye turn in a reaction be the one of the yeah. best scenes in a justice league yes, movie but it's it is so good it's so good um but yeah so they go off like superman goes off to get his memories back 
Um, they go to fight Steppenwolf and stop the mother boxes. They go and they fight him and they struggle and eventually, like, uh, Superman shows up and, you know, destroys him and they beat the crap out of him, take out the parademons. We see the portal opening to Apocalypse with Darkseid watching um, and they throw him back through the porthole with a massive punch and not before Wonder Woman takes his head off. Dude, that's the one of the sweetest scenes. And the head... And I love just the disregard from Darkseid. Like, he looks at yeah. them and he's like, he just, like, we see the head landing at his feet. And then he just puts his foot on it. And steps like, on it, yeah. Dang! Yeah, because I, I think Steppenwolf is related to Darkseid, right? Yeah, he's like, he's related yeah. in some way, but, like, that's like, nothing. So he just that, crushed that dude's head. That's Dang. nothing that Darkseid would ever worry yeah, about yeah. or be concerned yeah, about in any way. But yeah, I think the last the last fight, so the whole Justice League versus Steppenwolf, is amazing. Yeah. The brutalness of that fight from everyone involved is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a phenomenally done fight, and it's it's night and day compared to the Justice League version. We don't we don't spend half of the fight watching this random family mm-hmm. hide under tables. Oh the God. Flash has to get out, and like it's so well done. And I've been so saying well. since day one, I think Joss Whedon was not that great of a writer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've been uh, calling Superman, it. Superman, the perfect superhero. I don't understand how the rest of the league doesn't really seem to understand that. Well, that's kind of the whole point of Superman, though, is he's meant to yeah. be the perfect hero. That's kind of the whole... Although, I did have a conversation with someone earlier this week as I was thinking about comic books in general and superheroes in general because I was in prep for the Snyder Cut. I was thinking, if someone like Superman actually existed, who who had unlimited power, I could literally do anything I want. Yeah, I honestly do not think that they would be like Superman. No, well, <laughs> really you, you, you want to see what that's like? Villain. You want to you want to see what that's like? Go watch Brightburn. I know. Yeah, that's essentially. Yeah, yeah you're right. Raised in this world, like yeah, that's what they would turn out like more I than mean, likely. Just hu- human nature. You can do whatever you want, and you're you're going to hold back ninety nine point nine percent of the time. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and that's it. And that's the thing as well. Superman is such a hard character to get right. Like, there's a yeah. ton of Superman comics out there that are that are just crap that aren't worth reading mm-hmm. because you have to get the character right. You you're writing about this superpowered being, but you have to understand his humanity. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's one of the things that Zack Snyder definitely got right. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying that about Zack Snyder's writing. If there's anyone that you're like, don't get me wrong, he, we get it. He's a messiah. Yeah. We get it. We get it, Zack. You don't have to have him do a cross pose in every movie. Batman versus Superman. I watched it the other day. It's like littered with Jesus imagery. I'm like, okay, we get it. I got it. At one point, he's literally floated in space like that, (laughs) and then it's like in the lowering off the the off the cross. And then <laughs> the room with the cape, and I'm like, know, we get it. He's a Mary. I'm like, oh my he's God. a Messiah allegory. We get it, Zach. <laughs> we understand. That's the only yeah. thing. Is like, I was like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I was trying to find articles like, what is Zach Snyder's obsession with Jesus imagery? <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, as far as I know, like he's he's not religious in any way that I know of, but like he's really obsessed with putting Jesus imagery in there, yeah. and yeah. it's like okay, I'm like, but um, but yeah, and then of course we get like we talked about the half hour of epilogue, yeah, to, so to set to set up for movies that might not ever happen. 
<laughs> so Carlson and I were talking about like this, you know, like all a lot of comic book movies have uh, after credit scene. The last, so they broke the movie up into like six or seven parts, and the last part is called epilogue, and it literally feels like thirty minutes of after credit scene. It's just a whole bunch of stuff that it's not really related to each other, and not honestly really even related to the movie itself. But it's just like, we have this extra stuff and we don't know what to do with it. It's basically like, you know how Marvel does an end credit scene to set up what's to come? Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly felt like that, because we've talked about the DCEU before. That the DCEU feels like it's they tried to rush to get an Avengers-level movie. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to put in the work to make you invest in these characters, so we just rushed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It kind of feels like that, of like that. Oh, wait, we need to set up all this other stuff that we want to do. 50 end, end credit scenes. Go! <laughs> take yeah. them all so what was the most surprising yeah, absolutely thing for you. you what was the most surprising thing for you in this that I enjoyed it as a much good, as a good surprise. <laughs> that I enjoyed well, it as much as I did <laughs> because I, I if you've heard me talk about the, the original Justice League movie on this show you know I'm not a fan I absolutely hate that movie with a passion yeah. I am not a fan in fact I enjoyed this um best surprises for me i think were i kind of mentioned to you and i kind of mentioned them earlier where cyborg and steppenwolf were definites mm-hmm. the backstory for them made me honestly care about the characters which yeah. cyborg's backstory is definitely designed to do that i didn't think i would care about steppenwolf as a villain and i'm actually like yeah i'm actually don't get me wrong he's not phenomenal yeah yeah but i'm invested enough dark side blew me away in the little he was in like Dark Side, the stuff with Dark Side alone makes me want another movie. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, that was a definite surprise to me. Um, Martian Manhunter. All right, so that that that's actually showing that. up. Like I knew the guy, the actor that was in it playing the general, it had been talked about that he was meant to be Martian Manhunter. I didn't think he was actually going to show up in this as Martian Manhunter, like yeah. in full regalia, but he did twice. <laughs> So that was a surprise for me. That was that was what I was gonna call out. So he does show up. He shows up twice. One is in the epilogue, and one is actually in the middle of the story, right before they race Superman. And I don't. I mean, as much as I thought it was awesome to see him, I he did not add anything, in my opinion, to the story whatsoever. No. I feel like that was like one thousand percent. I know you guys want a Martian Manhunter. Here he is, type thing. Yeah, the bit in the middle of the story is definitely hey he's there and i thought that's all we were going to get and then the bit at the end it's he looks sweet though by the way he does he looks he looks awesome the actor's great i cannot remember the actor's name for the life of me but he's a great actor that they've got playing him yeah they've got playing martian manhunter i'd be up for seeing more of him the epilogue scene though is like him showing up to speak to bruce wayne at his little like cabin on the lake thing harry lennox yeah 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 like him showing up to that was very much a case of like you know, like most of the epilogue of like this is to come later. Like you've been, you bringing this team together has inspired me to come and join you in this fight yeah. because Darkseid's coming, and I'm like, that's awesome. You're like a Superman level being, mm-hmm. arguably possibly stronger than Superman, depending how you look at things. Sometimes, yeah, it's arguable. At no point you were aware that this fight was going on against one of Darkseid's minions, a guy who you apparently know about that they've just found out about. Yeah. They don't have a clue who Darkseid is, they just know he's bad. You apparently know this guy. And at no point did you think I should probably show up and help. 
Well, it's like Captain Marvel showing up at the like the last five minutes of <laughs> yeah. where like you couldn't have came five years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. You've just been away. Like, okay, fine, you know. But you know, it's like it's it's nice that he's in there. Like, I'm glad they're doing Martian Manhunter. At the same time, I'm kind of like, are Warner Brothers really that against Green Lantern? Yeah. All right. So that's another thing one of the say. like one of the mainstays and main characters of the Justice League. That you're like you're literally about to add Martian Manhunter to the Justice League before Green Lantern. Like, why did not? I mean, all right. I know that would have required a lot of addition to the movie, but like, I just don't understand why he's not. I don't. Or, I don't understand why Green Lantern is not in the movie. Just forgot Hal and do John Shaw. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, okay Locke. I'm like, if they're that against, like, if they're that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If they're that embarrassed by the original Green Lantern movie, mm-hmm. which they should be, it's bad. Yeah. yeah it's it's bad. really bad. <laughs> Awful. If they are that embarrassed by that, you've got like six Green Lanterns in the comics. Pick another one. Yeah. John Stewart is one that fans at our age absolutely adore because most of them grew up watching Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And he is the main one on that. Also, it helps get your black characters up because you've got a bunch of white characters, you want representation. Mm-hmm. Here's a phenomenal black character mm-hmm. that you could put in the Justice League that people will know, people will recognize, and people will get. Like, I would have loved, that's what I would have popped it more. Rather than seeing Martian Manhunter show up at the end like that you could have still had him in the middle of the movie just to know hey he's here have john stewart show up at the end that would have been awesome john stewart green lantern same thing him come out the house and him floating down and him coming to tell bruce like you like congratulations on your victory sorry i just got here yeah but you don't know what (laughs) but you don't know what's coming one thing was, and if he's like part of that space force he can then tell them about dark side and what dark side yeah. does out there and what they're about to fight one really cool like blinking you'll miss it scene that i thought was oh it was so cool so when they did the flashback of dark side uh wrecking shop on earth like thousands of years ago mm. there was a green lantern there and they did show them and they showed them fighting but they showed dark side or one of his minions whatever killing the green lantern and they mm. showed the and the ring and it paused right in front of Darkseid, and you Dark see Darkseid went like that. I have never thought I've never seen an image in a movie that terrified me more. I think than the thought of Darkseid with a Green Lantern ring with willpower. I'm like, dude, oh my awesome. goodness! <laughs> I was like, dude, he almost got the ring. <laughs> I'm like, but that's it. You set that up, and I'm like, I would have loved to see that. And I was like, and they actually they cut the line out because in the original cut they actually said like that. Earth's not protected. They no longer have a Kryptonian. No, he did no... say it. He did say it. No, there's he said no they no longer have a Kryptonian, but they didn't he say the he lantern. He did say there's no lantern either. Did he? he I said, missed he that line. When he was talking to um to when Darkseid came out of the thing and he was on. Oh, the I missed that part. I caught them saying that they no longer have a Kryptonian, but like I missed yeah. the lantern thing. But like you're clearly setting up the Green Lanterns are a thing. Yeah. Why are you so scared to show them? I don't know, man. Like everybody wants them. I mean. Everybody wants it, and I'm like everyone would like if you just put John Stewart in there, like that'd be phenomenal. Like you could yeah. still bring Martian Manhunter in. It's like, but set him up there, and so yeah. But like that's that's an amazing thing. That like that could have been something awesome. So like, <sighs> should, should we go through the characters, the main characters? Do we want to do the characters, or do we want to talk about the ending of the movie, like the very end, the nightmare? Yeah, let's hit the nightmare stuff. Let's do that before we do characters, because that's kind of a story. So, 
which which actually this is prefaced first of all the nightmare scene this is a continuation on from batman v superman obviously when yeah, batman sees a, his world and this is a premonition from bruce yeah this is a premonition which i'm kind of like i kind of wish it wasn't I kind of, yeah. I kind of wish they didn't do it as a premonition. I kind of wish they just stuck with the time travel thing of like this is what's going to happen sort of idea, mm, okay. and they're trying to change the future because they have it happen and then they have Bruce wake up and I'm like you could literally have just not had him wake up at that point, linked to that, yeah. and just set up like that. No, Darkseid's coming and this is how bad he is. You're gonna lose. Yeah, and like and about changing that future that he keeps like thinking about. Um, but they actually showed this. They actually did this really well because they set it up. The scene before it was the recreation of the scene of um, Lex Luthor in Deathstroke, mm-hmm. which was done really good. I love his version of Lex Luthor in that scene. His version That's of Lex Luthor when he's actually being normal yes. is is like I I'm okay with that. I can yeah. live with that Lex Luthor. Batman v Superman. Awful. No. Awful. I know more of him. But like that version of him, and I love that they changed it as well. It wasn't about making the Injustice League. Mm-hmm. It was literally about helping Deathstroke. Like, hey, you're after Batman. Like, yeah, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay, we can deal. And it's like, I, I love that they changed it to that because you don't need another big group to face the Justice League because they're still dealing with Darkseid coming. You don't need this, hey, there's this random group on Earth. Ah, we're coming for you. Yeah. And I love that they juxtapositioned that with the very next scene of in a world where Darkseid wins, none of that matters. Because Batman shows up and when he gives the all clear, one of the people that um, come out of hiding is Deathstroke. So and that's one thing I don't understand. So not growing up with any Deathstroke comics, I mean I had Batman comics and stuff like that, but Deathstroke wasn't a big thing, or at least with the ones that I read. So like at one you know, what is the possibility of him like working together with Batman? I just don't get that. I don't understand what would it, what would. I don't know. Well, that's the that's the whole thing. The whole thing is meant to be like uh, this is the in the nightmare universe. Like that's what happens when Darkseid wins. Yeah. Like when Darkseid wins, mm-hmm. like that's what the mother boxes do. They completely wreck the planet. They kill most of the people. Mm-hmm. It's that thing of like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah, I could keep fighting you and having this petty little squabble, but like I kill people for contracts and make money. And right now, there's this alien that's living on the planet that's completely decimated everything, and mm-hmm. is harvesting humans to be parademons and just killing people. And it, like it's not really worth it. Yeah. So like they're going to work together. But I love the mashup of characters that we got there because we had like Batman, and then we had like Deathstroke, and we had Mira, which was a shock. Yeah. Like apparently, like they hinted at. Uh, Aquaman's dead or like he's been tortured or being prisoned something like that so she's fighting for him uh, Cyborg's still there um, and then of course we get the reveal that Joker's with them mm-hmm. which I'm like you have to give us something and Flash as well obviously sorry I'm yeah. missing Flash because... and he's wearing, a good point is Flash is wearing that the suit that he has in the in the that scene where he comes to Bruce in his Batcave yeah, and like Lois, unexplained scene. In Batman yeah, but he's like Lois Lane is the key. Yeah, because like that same yeah, because a lot of the talk was like Lois Lane's the key, or that must be the key to like getting Superman back and stuff. But apparently, she plays a bigger role. And I did say this to Nitro. I did say, seeing that version of Flash just standing there, it gave more credence to the mess that is Batman v Superman. And I will say this yeah. up front: that is not a good movie. I do not think mm-hmm. it's a good movie. I think it's a mess but i can see the stuff that was being put in place yeah 
stuff like that that was one of the big ones for me like i didn't realize that was flash at first until i went and read stuff afterwards like i didn't even know what was going on with that yeah and i thought the nightmare scene was so out of place but seeing this ending of this one made me realize that this is meant to be a three-part yeah like story like man of steel was there and it was his own thing but take every other DC movie as its own thing. Like technically, Wonder Woman's connected. Technically, Aquaman's connected. But yeah. they're they're not important. Mm-hmm. This is a three part movie story: Batman, Batman v Superman. Superman, Justice League One, and Justice League Two. Yeah. Hey, Mountain Nerd in the house. How is it going, Caleb? If you've been here so, for any length of time, you know the Mountain Nerd podcast are good friends of ours. Go and show them some love. So Locke's blowing up chat. Let me let me go to chat real quick. So he said, uh, give us Sinestro to let us set up for his switch later. That mm. is another option. Yeah. Um, let it be Green Lantern at first, then has John Stewart. Yeah, I agree. The terrifying, I think you're referring to the uh, dark side getting the ring. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. was, that was awesome. Um, the great scene. Yeah, the loss of Deathstroke in, um, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't really like. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't like at all uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor. It was really weird and just not approachable character. Um, that was easily one of the worst parts of Batman vs Superman, in my yeah. opinion. Absolutely, like it definitely wasn't a good portrayal. Um, I don't know why that's not done a shout out for Caleb, and then my thing is blocking me, so I can't actually. Read it. So if you want to click on Mountaineers, go ahead and do that and give them a follow because for some reason the shout out is not working for that. There we go. I think, Kel, did you change your name of the thing for a while? It's like, because <laughs> like, I feel like the name's changed and that might be what's messing it up. Um, But yeah. So yeah, so uh, the first. Oh, it was spelt wrong, was it? Mm. there we go I just heard about his legs felt too much like he was trying to play Joker to me yeah it was very Joker-esque and not a good Joker even at that no it was very spazzy which is one of the things I I don't like about um, so I love Ezra Miller as the Flash Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I don't like is when he just he's like it's all spazzy you know I don't know how else to explain it but I felt like Jesse Eisenberg kind of did the same thing with his Lex Luthor in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, and it just completely takes me out of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And but yeah, so let's for the nightmare scene. So this was all set up. I feel like this was part of three things. So we have the whole group here that are fighting against them, and then of course we get the reveal. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Batman and the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker. According to some, one of the best interactions between Batman and Joker on film. Yeah, same with me, Caleb. We'll get into, we'll get into that. But yeah, according to some, this is the best Joker put on film, and this, including Suicide Squad, that people have literally watched this five-minute scene and said this was the best Joker they have ever seen, and the best interaction between Batman and Joker they have ever seen. I am not one of those people. No, me neither. I am not one of those people. Like, do not get me wrong; it is way better than Suicide Squad Joker. Mm-hmm. I despise Suicide Squad Joker. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan. I know he has his fans out there. More yeah. power to you. I am not. I 
cannot stand that version of Joker. Agreed. This version is way better. It is a good version of Joker. It's definitely not the worst, but he is not the best. It's way better than Suicide Squad. Like it's like night and day. Yeah, like I've I've heard people compare this to like you'd said it to me as well, like that people are comparing it to like Keith Ledger's Joker. I don't think it's better than that. No. I, I mean I think one of the best interactions that we've had between Batman and Heath Ledger or I'm sorry, <laughs> between Batman and Joker on film. Batman and Heath Ledger. <laughs> Batman and Heath Ledger was the interrogation scene in Dark Knight. I mean, I don't know that entire interaction was their their reason for existence for each other. This is why they exist. You need me, I need you. You know, you Which can't that's hurt the epitome me, of I can't hurt you. That's the epitome of Batman what, and Joker. You need yeah, that's that. what they are. In that one scene, he he's playing the detective. You know, it's just it's a perfect Batman versus um Joker scene. And yeah. I don't know if you're gonna be able to top that. It's it's gonna no. be really difficult. Absolutely. And like Keith Ledger's his version of Joker is phenomenal. And we kinda of talked about this earlier when um, Redstone was put in some of the versions of it. We've mentioned it like yeah, there's definitely every person who's ever played the Joker plays him in a very different way. Heath Ledger's is a very, very specific way of playing mm-hmm. Joker, and it is a phenomenal version. Yeah. And it will be hard for people to talk. There's not many versions that do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Heath Ledger's version is better than Jared Leto's. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people are saying it's on par with Mark Campbell's Joker, which I would say, are you freaking nuts? part of me like maybe i'm looking at that through nostalgia goggles but like anytime i even now if i go back and watch mark camel's joker like he is the epitome of what a good joker is yeah of the best joker like it's not even close to that i don't know who thinks he's better than mark camel's joker and yeah. like mark camel encompasses everything the joker needs to be for me and yeah, then I think for me- and then yeah. one we didn't mention as well when we were talking about that that people didn't compare him to but like if you're talking about best jokers ever are you really not going to mention Joaquin Phoenix I know I know I'm like hey PT stress in the house how is it going PT welcome on in welcome on in I'm clicking all sorts of buttons I think for me like it's a really tight top three for me I still like Keith Ledger's Joker, I think he's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. I think a close, a very, very, very close second is um, Mark Hamill because I grew up with him. And then a very, very, very close third is Joaquin Phoenix. Like it's super yeah. tight. Like they could switch in and out. Yeah, like it's one of those things. Like any day you could ask me, and I might have a different answer for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. On that one. Yeah, good. I'm glad you're doing well, PT. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Talking about Zack Taylor's Justice League, just hanging out, man. Just getting into some of the nitty gritty of it. Um, but yeah, I think those three, without a doubt, are better than Jared Leto's. I think this version of Jared Leto's is good. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little bit manic, and yeah. not as reserved as other versions of him, which I think mm-hmm. is okay because it's the nightmare universe. So you can imagine yeah. things are a bit more crazy and chaotic. Mm-hmm. there's definite elements where I'm like he's just trying to channel his Ledger yeah there's definitive moments where I'm like that's a Heath Ledger way of speaking he mm-hmm. tries to talk in a calm way like that and take his time and I'm like that was how Heath Ledger portrayed his Joker yeah that was not how you did your Joker you're 100% trying to use that mm-hmm. um, 
Not that it's a bad thing, it's not a bad thing to emulate other people, but I'm kinda of, you can't say it's better than that version when he's literally copying that version. Yeah. Um and I don't get how people are saying it's the best interaction between Joker and Batman. I don't know. I mean to be to be honest, I don't it's know. It's not even time. that good an interaction. Like he's he starts saying stuff that gets under Batman's skin. Like we're clearly well, in a he world. Insinuates he's talking he's like making fun of how he killed Robin, right? Yeah, because like he talks about the fact of like how people seem to keep dying in his arms and stuff, mm-hmm. and like try to get under his skin. Talks about the death of his parents and stuff. He knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Like we're, mm-hmm. they very clearly mentioned that Joker now knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Because again, I guess in the nightmare world, none of that stuff really matters. Yeah. Um. Which which I don't understand why he's still wearing the Batman costume in that case. Well, I but think whatever. that's well, I think that's the case of because like first of all, tactical. You're fighting parademons. It's probably helpful. Oh, that's true. And second of all, it kind of I think it plays into the whole thing that they talk about that I've heard people talking about that the day Bruce Wayne's parents died in that alley, so did Bruce Wayne. Mm, okay. Like Batman isn't his alter ego, Bruce Wayne is. He mm, is Batman. Batman is who he is. Like I think in the comics at one point they even did that. Like Wonder Woman used the lasso of truth on him and Superman mm-hmm. and asked who they were and Superman said Clark Kent. Because even though he's an alien from another world, at his heart, he is Clark Kent. That's who he is. He's a good person with a good heart. Mm. And Batman said Batman. Yeah. Because Bruce Wayne isn't a real person. He is Batman. Bruce Wayne is 100% the cover. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's the main reason for that. But he clearly knows his past. And then he starts almost like pushing his buttons with the Robin and the fact of a kid dying in his arms and stuff. Hinting back Mm -hmm. to, again, Batman v Superman when we saw the Robin costume. Yeah. into the death of Jason Todd um, and then Batman even hits back in um, the fact of like that Harley Quinn's dead as well and she died in his arms Yeah, and said basically to take him out painfully yeah <laughs> he this said trip. I will effing kill you basically were Batman's words so Batman did drop the F word yeah that's our rating Batman drops the F word <laughs> and I'm like yeah that's edgy like yeah Batman said the yeah. F word Good job. You've, you've you've caught up with Dick Grayson and Titans now. Oh my gosh! Like, F Batman. It's like Batman now saying. Oh, okay, okay, we get it. We're all adults here. It's like we get it. We are edgy. We can say cuss words. <laughs> Ooh, and I'm like, and it's like I, the interactions like that, and and then Deathstroke even kind of says to him, "Why the heck did you bring him? Are you still yeah. happy he's here?" Yeah. And he's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, I kind of hope like I'm I'm saying this like there's going to be another movie. We don't know if there's going to be. But like, I kind of hope. I have no clue, look, if Titans is worth watching. I li- HBO Max. We literally got HBO Max this week to watch this, so it is on my list of stuff to binge. I watched this, and I literally the only other major thing I've been watching is Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that at night because it's short episodes, and I can binge it. But Titans is definitely next on my list, so I'll let you know if it's worth checking out. Um, I'm excited to check it out actually because I love the Titans; they're mm-hmm. one of my favorite teams. Um. But yeah, so like I kind of hope if they do get another chance, they'll explain why the heck Joker's around. Because even if yeah. like, even if it's a world where like all the villains and heroes are just teaming together, mm-hmm. I get Deathstroke working with them. Deathstroke's a survivalist. If that's the best way to survive against Darkseid, he's going to do it. And yeah. the man has a ridiculous amount of talents. Like the man can go toe to toe with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And arguably win. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, of course they've got him around. Of course Batman's going to trust a guy that he knows. I don't have to watch your back in a fight. You can handle yourself. Yeah. You know, why have you brought Joker? Unless there's a reason. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like he's a wild card. And I'm like, he's not a wild card that's in your favor, though. 
unless you have a plan. Um, so I'm like, it's it was an interesting interaction. I think it does redeem Jared Leto as an actor for the Joker. I would consider uh, it a good portrayal. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good portrayal. It wasn't off-putting. Mm. I'll, I'll put it that way. It was yeah. not off-putting like Suicide Squad was. Yeah, absolutely not. I think it is a good portrayal. I think it's a... Is it the best? No. But it's a believable that he is playing the Joker. Mm-hmm. It's believable as a version of the Joker that I would quite happily see more of if we saw more of the Nightmare Universe. Yeah. Um, going forward, I would quite happily see more of that. And saying that, I think it was okay. Yeah. Like I'm a lot more I'm a lot more excited to see the rest of the Nightmare Universe than I am about Batman and Joker there. Like I want to see this world that we've seen such little clips of it. Yeah. But this ending kind of fleshed it out for me in the fact of like, okay, so we're definitely getting glimpses so Bruce is getting glimpses from the future. And the fact that he saw Barry coming back mm-hmm. would tell me the fact of like this is the future. Yeah. That they're trying to stop. Like this is what happens. Yeah. And I mean, they insinuated that Lois has died. Lois has died, not Lois. Lois has died. Yeah. And, you know, you see Superman in that nightmare scene. Like, he shows yeah, up. Yeah, and then we end. see him right at the end. He shows up and he's clearly working for Darkseid. Yeah. Um, so that's that gets fleshed out a little bit more as well. And they really play on the point of the Lois's key. Yeah. Oh, not, uh, just, another... not just bringing Superman back, but there's something else that she's key for another like it's not a really a blink and you'll miss it scene because they kind of linger on it a bit lois is in her apartment and she opens the drawer and there's a pregnancy test and the camera just stays mm. on it and that's Zack a... snyder right before this stream Zack snyder came out basically and said yeah she's pregnant in that movie mm. so just fyi throwing it out there did you see the what people were apparently talking about that because people were people have been posting that in one iteration Apparently, it was meant to be like Superman and Lois's son would become the next Batman. Huh. At least, at least that was what one site was posting, and then I seen tons of comments correcting it, saying the original report was that it wasn't Superman and Lois's son that became the next Batman. It was actually Batman and Lois's son. Really. So I'm like that's that's been making the rounds like crazy. I don't know no I don't know which of them together. I know I don't know which of them. It's like is it maybe like did they spend the night together after he died? Did he go to try and comfort her and then decided I'll comfort you in bed, and yeah. <laughs> she got pregnant, you know. Um, so yeah. I'm like I I I don't know which one was the original vision. I don't know which one might play out. I don't know if any of them will actually become Batman because in the nightmare universe he's still Batman. Yeah. So unless he ends up dying, and this one takes his place, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's been doing the rounds. I'm like, okay, all right. So do we want to talk quickly about some characters then? Because we are like almost at the two. Yeah, we got like twenty already. minutes left. So real, yeah, I'll hit real <laughs> quickly. Just just some high level um, notes that I had for for the characters. So, um, and this is compared to Justice League. All right, so I feel like Batman is the MVP of this movie and by MVP I mean like I feel like his character is 100% fleshed out he comes across as the leader of the Justice League mm-hmm. he has compassion when he needs to have compassion he's brutal when he needs to be brutal um, and he just comes across as really good again you can see Ben Affleck gain and lose weight throughout the movie so you can tell it's been shot over the course of like three years or whatever but that aside I think Batman is probably 
probably my favorite part of the movie because I, I feel like they mm-hmm. did a really good job with him. I'm still not a fan of Momoa as Aquaman. Is way less dude bro than Justice League. Uh, they made him a little. It came across a little bit more serious, and he had a little bit more stuff in this one. Yeah, and I, I liked him better in this movie. Again, still not a fan of Momoa. Um, Cyborg and Flash were awesome. I love their. I I personally like Ezra Miller as Flash, but I am not a Flash like fan. Like I didn't grow up with Flash. I don't know a ton about like Barry Allen and stuff like that. I do agree he comes across as too manic at times. But I really like the scene with him around the pet store with Iris West, even though it really didn't add a ton to the story. Um, I really love Cyborg's arc. Mm. Um, coming from a, a dude, me personally, who didn't really have a dad growing up, so seeing that dad, that dad-son struggle and trying to overcome that and then kind of seeing it go full circle at the end, I thought it was really cool and it added much needed depth to Cyborg and uh, I was really pumped to see that. Um, Superman is Superman. I think they did a good job with him. Um, his fight at the end when he fought Steppenwolf was bananas. Alright, so there's one scene. Alright, I gotta see this one scene. So, uh, I think it's Batman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman are just getting the break speed off of him from Steppenwolf. They're just getting their heads hammered in. And this is when Superman shows up at the very end. Oh, so good. And so Steppenwolf is coming down with the axe on Wonder Woman, his, his ginormous axe. And Superman swoops in, and the axe just hits him in the shoulder. And he just looks at it and goes, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so sweet. Uh, and then he like he blows his breath on it and breaks it, and then he just beats the brakes off Steppenwolf. Yeah. So good. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, those are the main points that I had. I feel like they really fleshed out Batman, Flash, and Cyborg. I felt like their stories were way more fleshed out in this one. I felt like it added a lot to the movies. Wonder <laughs> Woman, she was Wonder Woman. They made her a little bit more brutal in this and gave her a little bit more back backstory with the Amazonians. Yeah. And stuff Not like much that. though, but they got Not a lot much. of her in the movie already. Like, plus you didn't need to do a lot with her because at this point she's already had her own movie and was yeah. in Batman v Superman, so you didn't need to do a whole ton of backstory with her really. Yeah, I did like the scene with her at the bank when those people were robbing the bank. That's yeah. just that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, man, those are those are my high level stuff. Yeah, so for me, definitely, I I enjoyed Batman. Still, I think Ben Affleck's a really good Batman. Mm-hmm. I will be honest, I still struggle seeing him as Bruce Wayne when he's out of suit. I agree. It's like I, I see agree. I see him as Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, it's Ben Affleck. Like I'm, I'm completely lost when he's in the Batman suit. I think he looks phenomenal. He looks the part. He looks yeah. great. He plays it perfectly. He plays Bruce Wayne as best he can, but I just I can't not see Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's just my personal thing. But it, he is good as a character. I think he done really well. We got some good fleshing out. Mm-hmm. My only major issue was I felt like again like we talked about Superman with the Messiah complex. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder used Batman to really push that. Yeah. Like, we still weren't given a massive reason as to why he was so determined to hold this promise to Superman. Mm-hmm. That's more of an issue, I think, though, that came with Batman v Superman. Like, he was so against it for so long. And then it's like he almost went completely opposite end. Yeah. And there still wasn't really a reason to go that far to the other end. Mm-hmm. And he even said it to Alfred, like, why are you so sure about this? And he's like, have faith. I'm like, yeah. Not even close to a Batman line. Batman doesn't yeah. have faith. Batman analyzes everything. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. 
you can get it across in a way that works for me that was very much i felt like that was pushing like of course they have faith they're his disciples because he's a messiah do you get it yeah you know it's like okay we get it zach you know that that's my only thing there was a couple of bits like that but overall yeah batman still thoroughly enjoyable i like ben affleck's batman i think he's a great casting choice i'll be honest same as before like i i was completely against it when i heard they announced it and then i seen him and like yeah he works oh i think i think what cemented it for me was that third act with him and the parademons and him going into that that russian site or that site or whatever like his, his entire attitude and the way that he did that yeah like, dude that is sick i'm just batman. going straight in there straight into the midst yeah. of it all yeah. like yeah that was phenomenal he was um, definitely he was prepared to die Basically. he was phenomenal and um, aquaman i think was a lot better in this version than he was mm. in the original i'm kind of like you it's like i'm not a massive fan of jason momoa as aquaman i like i like the guy well enough i think he'd be great as a dc character i just don't think aquaman is the right one yeah mm-hmm. i mean the dude looks like lobo how is he not being cast it looks as identical to lobo yeah like how is I mean, he not on, being guys. cast as how was that how was that a miss um, but yeah, like overall, I preferred him in this. We didn't do the whole dude bro thing over the top, so it made it a lot more enjoyable, more serious. We got a little bit more backstory, him talking about his dad, him talking about his mom, a bit more interaction with Mira. So we got a lot of bits and pieces that kind of helped build the backstory. And we got a good conversation with him and Volko um, to help build the story a little bit that obviously led into Aquaman. Yeah. Um, I think it was a good enough build for that. Um, I wasn't invested in the character. It depends how much you love his version of Aquaman. Logs in the anime. So there's more as Lobo. Lobo, except without white skin. Yeah, like exactly. Like literally, you would have just had to put the makeup on him to give him like the white skin, like Lobo, yeah. and then put his like the face paint on. And yeah. he is he's Lobo. He looks just yeah, he, like Lobo. <laughs> you know, and... I mean, literally, all the characters that he he's he plays is basically Lobo, just in different versions. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um cyborg 100 percent one of the mvps of this movie for mm-hmm. me his backstory like i don't know how we went from the original cut having all the story to when joss whedon took over basically removing every bit of story yeah and heart that was there because i got so invested in cyborg and his story the relationship with him and his dad even his dad killing himself and why he did it he did it to activate the box and superheat it so that they could track it everything like that and him like reconciling with his dad and even cyborg when he finds out you know when we first see him he still wants to try and help people when he starts unlocking his powers yeah like he sees a struggling mom with the kids and not getting enough money and he moves bank account information to give them money so that they can survive and like all these little things that you see him doing like and it, it really gets over in a digital age like this cyborg is basically as big a threat to the world as somebody like superman just in yeah. a completely different way mm-hmm. like he could crash the economy of a country he can help out people by giving them the cash he can move things around he can fire missiles he can do all these things he has access to everything i, I will say a, a good portion of the snyder cut a good portion of the additions to the Snyder Cut is literally just Cyborg's story. Cyborg's backstory, but it makes yeah. you care about the character. Like, I yeah, love this like character. How much he... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't cut you off. No, no, no. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, uh, I've always found Cassie Benmoa as Craven the Hunter. He'd be good Craven as well, actually. He'd be perfect I for just, Craven I, the Hunter. You know what? I know this is bad. I just... If you say Shia LaBeouf, a... by the way, I'm ending no, no, your no, call. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm obviously not an actor, but I don't feel like Momoa is that great of an actor. How good of an actor? Stones, 
How good of an actor do you need to be to be Craven the Hunter, though? Like, really? Or Lobo? I don't know, man. I Drinking, mean, swearing, no. fighting. Like, Well, Lobo is a different story because he's like a character, character, caricature, almost. <laughs> but... You alright? You get the words out there, okay? Yeah, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, want, you want to take another shot at that one there? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Um, okay. On to one of my big ones, The Flash. I hated The Flash in the original one. Mm-hmm. And this one, he's okay. Yeah. I will settle for okay. okay. <laughs> First half of the movie, I hated him. I yeah. think I even I think I even said that to you. Like I hate this character. Yeah. Like because we still got all the stupid crap with Bruce Wayne and him talking. I get he's like he's fast and he talks over his mumbles over his words and because he's talking so fast and I'm like that shouldn't be a thing because his mind and mouth should be able to keep up with each other. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Never mind that though. Um, we get the whole scene of like him going for a job in a like a pet place, dog walking place, whatever the heck he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's not explained. Never comes up again. Randomly pointless. Stupid excuse for him to bump into Iris West. Mm-hmm. Why is it Iris West? Because we know it's Iris West because they told us on social media. Did they tell us who she is in the movie? No. Why mm-hmm. should we care? Some random good-looking chick. Yeah. Um. The interaction with him and the shop assistant, like him all over the place and him crazy. And I get it's meant to be he's been so focused on the stuff with his dad that he's all over the place with this stuff. Mm-hmm. It came across partly like they were trying to portray somebody that kind of had ADD or somebody that had autism, but they didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Kind of like if you watch um, like Eddie Remain as Newt Scarmander mm-hmm. and like the, yeah. like he's literally said, like, yeah, I've, I've tried to portray like Newt Scarmander as autistic. Mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of that. He does a really mm-hmm. good job of portraying those characteristics. I felt like that this was an attempt at that, but done badly. Yeah. Okay. Personally, like they tried to get it across like that. And then even the stuff like of him going out to save her and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Why did he have to break the window and the door? <laughs> Fastest man alive, you don't have a, a nanosecond to open the door of the place that you're trying to get a job. I don't get me wrong. It's a cool visual that you like smashing through the window and stuff like. Yeah. Not not needed. Not not needed at all. Um, saved her. That was cool. And then it's like, and he grabbed a hot dog from a hot dog thing that was done to get the dogs to love him and stuff. I'm like, oh look how good this is. And I'm like, you are so irritating. It is ridiculous. Then we got to the second half of the movie, and he was good because he was mellowed out. Mm-hmm. he got better like the last scene for him that was awful for me is the scene where they meet Commissioner Gordon he goes oh wow they just disappeared yeah that's rude shut up and go away <laughs> See, I, I like that so I think for me um, so I think for me you have stoic Batman you have stoic Wonder Woman you have stoic Aquaman you have stoic Superman you have stoic Cyborg I like the addition of someone who is not another stoic superhero I oh, like yeah. the I like the the tilt on the head of the personality a little bit. I it, I agree with you. It does get irritating at times, but I think yeah, overall, like I, 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 I am not I'm not against having a bit of comedic relief on mm-hmm. the Justice League. It is a very yeah. stoic movie, but at the same time, that's the way the DCEU movies have presented themselves. True, that's true. Yeah, like whereas Marvel has presented that there is a comedic tone to certain elements of it, DCEU yeah. has presented themselves as very serious, which isn't a bad I, thing. That's how they portray themselves and try to be different. 
My wife was super disappointed that the lasso scene was gone with Aquaman. Oh, with Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, it's it's gone. It's go- <laughs> it is gone. It had to go. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, oh yeah, look, getting the gifted suffer dose scenario acumen. Maybe it was the wrong word, but it was funny to me anyway. Yeah. Weird you go to Red Bane considering Miller was in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's like I always found that weird, but like that's the first example that jumps to mind of an actor trying to portray someone autistic in a role as that, and just so happens Ezra Miller's on that as well. Um playing another character that's a bit off kilter, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um but in the second half of the movie I did enjoy his flash. Mm-hmm. I think it makes me like I'm excited for a second Justice League with him because I think he works better tempered with other characters. Mm. It makes me worried for the Flash movie when mm-hmm. he's the main point of it that he's going to become very annoying very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, like, and also as well for like for the comic book purist of me, um, which of course not every character has to be like their comic book counterpart. We get different mm-hmm. iterations of characters all the time. He is not Barry Allen. Yeah. He is not an iteration of Barry Allen or even Wally West. In fact, it was only today I seen someone posting it and I shared it on social media. His personality actually reminds me more of um, Bart Allen, Barry's grandson from the future who comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly better known as Impulse, but is also Kid Flash and The Flash at one point for a brief time. Mm-hmm. He does actually become The Flash. So, so yeah, 100%. Like He's got that personality trait, so it's not out there for a character to have that but then again Bart Allen there was a reason for that because Bart Allen had like a super growth thing and was like a teenager within a few days Mm, in the comics so like he is always on that super hyper train yeah Um, but I can get why I get why they tried to harness that for a speedster Mm -hmm. but in the same way Bart can be really annoying as hell if he's not tempered as well yeah 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 Um, but in the second half of this movie, when he was tempered, I really enjoyed The Flash. I thought he brought a good bit of levity to it, but you also got to see his power. And then yeah. we got to see him unleash as well, when I seen that we didn't actually talk about. Yeah. And at the end of this movie, Steppenwolf wins. Yeah. At one point. He gets them. the world. The mother boxes like, come together and they synchronize and the world starts to blow up. And in that split moment, Barry starts running. Mm-hmm. although I will say this I hate the freaking effects they use for him running <laughs> he's got this weird bizarre run and they do that thing where like when someone's running super fast but like they're running in like slow-mo and everything around them is even slower and I'm like yeah that, that was so drawn out like he's he's reaching the speed of light he hasn't moved yeah give me something like lightning flashing around him doesn't tell me he's moving at the speed of light please give me yeah. another effect I, yeah. I, I will say that like that's the worst effect in it for me I like that because it's like he it just looks like he's standing still I'm literally watching nothing happening mm-hmm. um, but he runs at the speed of light and he actually reverses time and he manages to get to Cyborg before they're synchronized zaps him um, with the lightning that he was trying to do earlier and failed that and they're able to split them apart him and Super- Cyborg and Superman are able to split them apart mm-hmm. um, and stop it which I'm like okay that was awesome giving him a scene like that and showing yeah. because the Flash is technically uh, is potentially the most powerful person in the DC universe mm-hmm. potentially with what he can do he is the most powerful person Yeah, you know it's like it's, what speedsters can do is ridiculous and I would love to see more of that explored like what? um like he like it, it says that like Barry can can dodge a bullet that's already hit his skin. Dang. Because by the time the bullets hit him, he still has the time to move out the road as soon as he feels it tap him. Like yeah. he's able to move at that speed. 
like i saw i watched what was it one of the animated movies um suicide squad hell to pay mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and it's literally a follow-up to um flashpoint paradox one of the other animated okay. ones where yeah. uh where Eobard Thorne gets shot in the back of the head by the alternative mm-hmm. Batman and he's alive in this movie hmm. but like he takes his mask off and he's got a hole in his head <laughs> and, right. and he has slowed his body down to the point of he's able to preserve his dying body and Dang. prolong that for weeks and of course every time he has to use his power he gets closer to death but he's been able to prolong it and I'm like that's the out of the box crap I want to see speedsters <laughs> doing in these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, of course they can do that. Dude, that's great. Why not? <laughs> like, I want crazy crap like that from the Flash. So throwing in the time travel thing, I think, awesome. Opening the door to what one, Barry one, Allen can do. One thing I, I think it's worth mentioning because he mentions it multiple times in the movie that Barry, Anna, Barry Allen has a rule that he doesn't break the time barrier. Or that's which that's tells which tells which me at some point he has. <laughs> yeah yeah which tells you at some point you have and you screwed up something and you're just not telling people yeah because <clears throat> that's kind of his rule of like we don't you know I, we don't break the the time barrier because we don't break the speed of light because if we do that bad things happen and i can change things in the past and yeah. mess up the yeah. future which of course i think is maybe that's what flashpoint's going to end up being not something he's about to do but something he did already and mm-hmm. um, which would be interesting but I'm glad he included that. I really am. Oh, if you don't remember, the... so I'm not, I don't know why I blocked out. I don't know. It keeps doing this. It's this automod is just going. You need to calm down, automod. Just calm down. Yeah, Skeets is going crazy today. I don't know what's going on with him. Skeets, why don't you sit the next couple plays out there, buddy? Okay. Um, but yeah. So overall, I do like his flash. I'm intrigued because I said crazy. Apparently not. That one didn't get automated. <laughs> what? I don't know what it's doing. Um, nope. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to say Nitro's keeps hitting the word crazy. Automod bans him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I definitely am looking forward to seeing more of his portrayal and seeing what they do with him. Mm-hmm. Just tone him back a bit. The way he is at the start of the movie, I'm like, I, I can let it go if that's a... This is like the beginning of flash and he now becomes mm-hmm. more of what he's meant to be i'm like okay as long as it's kind of filtered like that i'm fine with that i do like the underlying um, narrative of flash in this movie he just wants to be a part of a team and like he'll do anything to help i do kind of like that they still kept that in the last like i'm putting together a team it's like stop right there i'm in i'm in yeah what really <laughs> I, I don't have any friends <laughs> i'm like yeah, yeah okay that was still okay there yeah, is I that's like the thing it. there I is like moments that. like that when i'm like yeah that is actually still funny but like there's multiple points where he has to kind of step up and be the lead of the justice league kind of and he does it like not without question but like he eventually like gets into it so i yeah. mean I, I i like that i definitely have foreseen more of what they do and then last yeah. big character i kind of want to talk about the last main character wonder woman as i've said i kind of agree with nitro on that there's nothing yeah. much more to say we get her fleshed out she's amazing gal Gadot's phenomenal in the role she's beautiful gorgeous talented kicks ass in this movie like yeah mm-hmm. she's she's awesome mm-hmm. um but the other big characters i think along with cyborg are the ones that got the biggest glow up in this movie is literally our villain steppenwolf yeah i think we need to give credit to steppenwolf in this movie and the way he was portrayed and the fact of like he was a nothing villain he was awful yeah 
Funky Finsta, you look like me if I look like you. Alright. <laughs> oh, you must be pretty gorgeous then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a bigger head than he already has, Funky Finsta. <laughs> You're from Dundee. Not from Dundee, from uh, just outside of Glasgow. Not from Dundee, I'm not that far north. I'm assuming Funky Finster's Scottish as well then. Um, but yeah, so the big final one for this one is 100% Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was such a glow up in this movie. He was a worthwhile villain. Like Even the look yeah. of him, I'm like, I said it, I think I said it to you, I don't know if I said it earlier in chat. That's okay, I hate Dundee. <laughs> hey, Funky <laughs> Finster coming in with that follow. Welcome to the comic clan. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome on in. Yeah, where were you from anyway, Funky? Where are you coming from? So glad that you were able to pop in and check us out. Hey, that one's working. I don't know what's going on with the other ones. I don't have a look at them. Um, But yeah, so like he definitely got a glow up. He definitely was a much bigger threat. The look of him, like... I even looked at it like I didn't realize. It. I thought oh, the armor definitely looks better and stuff. But seeing the two pictures side by side, it's like wow, his like his head is actually bigger. Yeah, like his I head, the, his bill back to give him more like a like a yeah. And I and yeah. I love the armor as well. The fact it was almost like this moving mesh that was alive. Mm-hmm. And from Inverness, ah, oh, well, welcome on in, a fellow Scotsman in the house or Scots lady, depending. <laughs> In Scotsman because I am one, so I just went that way. But welcome on in. So glad to have you in, Funky Finster. Um, but yeah, like even the fight scenes, though he was brutal, he was dominating, he was, scary. He, was, he, was scary, yeah. he was a scary villain, but he was also a sympathetic villain because you realise like I don't know what he did. We never get an exact thing of what he mm-hmm. did. We just know he took some sort of stand or choice or decision against Darkseid. Yeah. Or at least or at the very least out of line with what Darkseid wanted. It wasn't even necessarily against him. Because I feel like if it was against him, Darkseid would have just Yeah. But like and he was like I almost felt like it was like a Prince Zuko from like Avatar of like that, go out there and do this to regain your honour. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of moment like you can come back you can come back if you do this. And it does make the character a bit more sympathetic because you're like he completely and wholeheartedly bows down to Darkseid. He is a completely awe of his master and he just wants to go home. Yeah. And I like and he is willing to destroy as many worlds as he has to to get it and he wants to claim Earth and get the mother boxes back for him to do it. And it's like it's awesome to watch. It's phenomenal to see him played out like that. And then the fight scene like you talked about, the fight scene with um him and Superman at the end is phenomenal. Which again kind of agree with you I love Henry Cavill's Superman. I forgot to mention Superman, but like he's awesome in this he's, movie. He's, awesome. he's back on par. I have always Dude, been a fan. That one part where he's standing on Steppenwolf's chest and he's using his his uh, his glowy eyes. Like yeah, Paul, and he basically saws off part of. Oh, he saws off. Head. He saws off the helmet, <laughs> and then you realize that's the shape of his head, and he's actually sawing off like part of the head. Oh my like, holy crap! So... He just cut part of his head off. It's yeah, like it was awesome. Steppenwolf was such a great villain, and I think he was a great setup for Darkseid. Because they made him an intimidating villain, but at the same time they built it to the point of like you know Darkseid is so much worse. Yeah. yeah. It's like overall I was very impressed with this movie. Overall I I think this was a it's one hundred percent better than the original. I definitely have to watch it again because I, I feel like I missed I, there was a lot of hype and I was there was some anticipation going into it, so I yeah. feel like I missed a I kinda, lot of stuff, I especially wanted, at the beginning. I kinda wanna let it to watch it again, but I kinda also want to let it settle just now. 
mm-hmm. and watch it when the hype's kind of died down to go on because there's yeah. a lot of hype and excitement around this yeah and i want to watch it like as is and check it out and i also want to go back and you watched them batman v superman's ultimate cut before it mm-hmm. i want to go back and watch it in conjunction with that i just watched yeah. the movie straight out yeah. um to see it because i honestly do believe it is like Zack snyder's this was his like three-part epic because mm-hmm. like man of steel was his as well but it was so far before mm-hmm. it was like three years before batman yeah. v superman came out um, so I definitely want to go back and check it out but if you've got HBO Max or you're thinking about getting it to at least check this out I would recommend it I would recommend going and checking this out if you're a fan of superhero movies comic book movies DC movies it's definitely worth checking out don't worry like just go just go ahead and throw out the if you own like the Justice League Blu-ray or DVD or anything Dude, that, there's going to be pictures of people burning just, their, their just, copies just once this comes out on, on disc alright so I got a question about. I got a question for you. So I, I know we're at time, but what do you think happens next with Warner Brothers and the DCEU? Do you think this changes the trajectory of where it was before? When you asked it earlier, you asked it kind of in two parts. I want to answer it kind of in the two parts. Yeah. I want it to change things mm-hmm. because they're getting nothing but great reviews from this. Even the bad yeah. reviews are still pretty good. Like the ones yeah. that are, aren't as good as the rest are still fairly high ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows there's definitely a an audience for it there's yeah. definitely people that want to see the next half part of it i'm one of them i want to see the next part of justice league now mm-hmm. i i was done with the dceu after the last justice league i'm like i could care less yeah even some of the other ones i'm not massive fans of i'm aquaman's okay a lot of people adore wonder women i thought it was a decent origin movie but mm-hmm. i thought they could have done more with it you know but like i was kind of like yeah you aren't hitting it for me but this this really made me appreciate what can be done yeah and I want to see where they would go with it. Whether or not Warner Brothers will do that, though, I don't know. I know they invested a lot of money to redo stuff for this, uh, or at least to finish the stuff that Snyder had done before, because some of it was previously before, and then obviously they mm-hmm. did get new stuff for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it was a big selling point to help push HBO Max, was letting people know that it was coming to that. Yeah. I think their vision for it was more about pushing HBO Max than about giving people the Justice League movie. Okay. So I don't know if I trust them enough. I I would say for them, the right call would be, yeah, make another one. Uh And if you want to make money, release it in the cinema. Yeah. Do what you're doing with the rest of your movies, drop it in the cinema and here, because if people are hyped for this, they'll go pay money to see it in the big screen. If you just let Zack Snyder do what he does, honestly. Because think about it, four hours. People sit in the cinema for four hours and watch something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, people are like, oh, no, that's too long. I'm like, no, you'll watch it. Yeah. Let, let's, think, be, let's be honest. You I know? think Zack Snyder holds all the cards now. Like, only he can th- really, he can really, I mean, outside of Warner Brothers making their decision, he can do really whatever he wants. And I, I know I've had this discussion with you, like, and we've had this on the stream a lot. DC needs a Kevin Feige. They need a Kevin Feige-ish type person to to look over the entire thing, make sure it's cohesive, it's a cohesive story, and the inner workings of it and all that stuff. And I feel like because they're, they're setting this specific tone that's different than the MCU, I feel like Zack Snyder could be that 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 person who has the, who is basically the creative vision of the DCEU, and he can interconnect those stories. And whether you like him or not, I, I mean, he's done a good job with 
at least two of these a decent job with at least two of the movies oh absolutely so, absolutely yeah. and i think that's it like because I, I said it to you before i think one of the big issues for them is it wasn't necessarily what Zack snyder was doing um, he definitely got a lot of flack for how dark his universe was and how dark he was taking the stuff in DC, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like he was trying no. to, it was trying to be different from Marvel, and that's definitely a good thing because mm-hmm. they're trying to do something that's a little bit different from that. But at the same time, D, uh, Warner Brothers, sorry, had a really big reaction to it. Mm-hmm. There's a really big reaction to what was taking place, and they tried to course correct. Mm-hmm. we've seen that with justice league we've seen that they did that once batman v superman started getting bad and um, ratings they tried to do it with suicide squad mm-hmm. there was a whole talk about going back and redoing stuff and that to try and make it a bit lighter so there's definitely that there's definitely the fact of like it was all over the place and that was one of the issues yeah i think having Zack snyder if he did want to still be in charge because there's been talks of him saying apparently he didn't want to do any more superhero movies or comic book movies which after all the stuff that's happened i wouldn't blame him mm-hmm. to be just kind of like okay yeah i'm done I, I do make other movies you know yeah but if he was up for it like make him in charge of it mm-hmm. give him a run at it and just see what he can do with the whole thing you know yeah why not why not give him that yeah i think he's definitely earned it uh, happy teas maybe run times of restriction to theater which is why four hours in theaters wouldn't work yeah i know but you know there's a whole other talking point for that though it's like that it's not so much that the movie theater was short it's the fact of like that let Zack snyder have his vision with it don't mm-hmm. cut him off at the legs and stuff and don't try and yeah. do all this different stuff um <clears throat> but yeah i just i don't know i think that's the thing at the end of the day for us like they should make mm-hmm. the next one they should continue this there's definitely an audience for it but i don't know if they will yeah um we just need to see yeah there you go happy to use this thoroughly enjoy it yeah like i've i've not heard a bad report from this i've not heard a bad report from this at all uh standard cut was put in the yeah. part so they could just call it a multi-feature and actually use the intermission breaks yeah that is one thing they could definitely do i mean you could definitely do it and you know and breaks and stuff <clears throat> but yeah it's like i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see I what hope, they do i hope they continue it man i really do all right but i think that's a good place to wrap up for our yeah. talk on this we thanks to everybody for popping in we man. pretty much filled the whole two hours with that yeah shave off like 20 minutes of the stream for the fact that it took like 15 <laughs> 20 minutes to actually uh, technical issues which of course was technical issues of course of course I was but thank you so much for everyone that's popped in to be part of this if you want to keep up with the conversation with us elsewhere you can of course go ahead and check us out on our social media which of course is not going to pop up online now there we go yeah it did uh, the best part of Twitch technical issues oh yeah gotta love it log um, but yeah go ahead and follow us on social media join us on our discord keep the conversation going on over there if you want to keep up with previous episodes and other shows we of course have our uh, youtube channel so go ahead and check that out as well and subscribe to us over there to keep up with all our content so coming up this week tomorrow night i will be back with more monday night crossplay as we delve back into star wars jedi fallen order 
uh, we will be continuing that on um, so I'll be back for that at around 9 o'clock tomorrow night I'll maybe try and get on a bit earlier but at least by 9 I should be on <clears throat> so keep up on our social media and stuff to, I'll be posting about that um, next week don't know if Nitro remembers this or not but next week is a Nitro solo stream that's great <laughs> that totally remembered absolutely yeah we'll I... make it an art stream <laughs> probably maybe or gaming stream we'll figure it out I was going to say yeah he's probably going to do art or gaming that's generally his solos for it so uh, come along and support Nitro next week usual time about 2 o'clock unless he tells you different if he does check out our social medias for that um, but yeah I won't be here next week and there won't be any crossplay next Monday night and my wife is going in for procedure this week so I'm going to be taking some time off just to kind of help her out and um, but we will be then back into April in full swing make sure as well to pop in next week I don't know if Nitro wants to do anything specific for it but technically next well next Monday would be the official but next Sunday will be the one year anniversary of wow. the launch of Comics in the Cross as of next dude. weekend we have been going for one year that's so crazy it does not feel like one year I know it's kind of nuts uh, sorry throat was dry as that but yeah we have been going for about a year that's kind of crazy to think actually but thank you for everyone that has followed yeah. us over this last year that has subbed to the channel that has supported us and encouraged us and helped us out and um, check us out on all of our other places and um, also as well um if you do want to keep up with our podcast on places where we do have our podcast here are some of the links you can go in here just the audio versions of those although the videos are up on youtube and then of course april 25th our 12 hour stream raising funds for the autism community in action go and check out their website um, and we will be going from 10 a.m all the way through to 10 p.m with a whole yep, bunch yep. of stuff in place with a whole bunch of people that are in chat and that have been in here today helping us out and we appreciate it all right all of you people have an amazing day enjoy yourselves and i will see you all tomorrow evening take care everyone and have a see good one adios <laughs>